1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yes. We have two incredible guests this week, you guys. Huge. Thank you. They've been working together for the last couple of decades. One of them we've had on the show, former world tour surfer and regarded as one of the fittest surfers on the planet. Still, still. this old man still ripping. Yeah. Our second guest is an expert in improving mobility and flexibility with over 35 years of experience working with the world's most recognizable athletes. We're going to find out about who, when, and where. He holds multiple utility patents What? in the world of sports medicine and is co-medical director of the WSL as well as sports Ooh. medicine and performance consultant for both Hurley and Red Bull. He works for, with some freaking insane <laughs> athletes. But they're here because they're collaborating alongside Dr. Michael Rintala. Yes. And who specializes in DNS, dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> and Matt Griggs, who's renowned speaker, trainer, and coach. So the four of these amazing humans will be offering a surf technique medication meditation and wellness seminar called mindset and movement masterclass mindset and mindset and movement masterclass on september 16th in san diego we welcome taylor t-bone knox and dr tim brown to the show (laughs) Woo! thanks gentlemen and congrats on this um endeavor you guys are on with a couple other you know, cool dudes. Thanks, yeah, dude, this Thank is you. amazing. Um, not only have we, have we been fortunate enough to have T Bone sit down with us twice. That was a double episode. <laughs> um, here we are again, and um, staying relevant. He, the, the, what when we say Dr. Tim Brown, I'm sure there's a lot of surfers around the world that know who he is, but he's 
been in the surf scene and and taking care of professional athletes for freaking yeah. a long time. Eighties, yeah, the 80s. Vo- volleyball, AVP, all the like stars, and I'm sure moto and snowboard and skateboard and everybody yeah, else yeah. that is around Southern California comes to see you. If, if, I'm sure if you've talked to a surfer and a surfer has uh, recommended a doctor, chiropractic or whatever, I'm sure they've said, hey, you got to see Tim Brown. Yeah. Oh, thanks yeah. a lot. Pretty, right? Pretty He's nice, fixed yeah. two of my ankles and a knee. Like, yeah, <laughs> back in the day. I personally had, uh, was it physical therapy, PT with Tim Brown. Uh, shit. When I got my knee surgery. Long ago? And yeah, long ago. 2001, maybe. Hmm. You maybe 2000. Office, right? You had an office. Yeah. yeah. Newport, right? Yeah. 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 So, for a long time, yeah. Um, this isn't a typical podcast, but do you guys want to jump into, you know, we don't want to give away everything that you guys are going to do for the, uh, the master class, but do you want to go into it a little bit? Or. Sure. Yeah. I mean, basically, I was. You know, I've been lucky enough to be in the sport a long time. I mean, to tell you a funny story, my mom just pulling out some old pictures the other day. I was the hugest fan of Tom Kern, so she drove me up to see him in 1987 at the OP Pro, I think. And, you know, I was sitting on the outside of the fence. My mom was taking pictures of, taking pictures of Tom. She has this picture. You don't know this. 1988, you are working on Tom Kern. <laughs> it's you. Wow. Working on Tom. I'm like outside the gates. It's this little Grom. Going, There's my and you have server. this picture. I have this picture. Okay. Yeah. We need it for this uh, podcast. Yeah. That is rad. <laughs> you know, someone else shot a picture of that. And really? It's in my office at home. Yeah. Of a young, young Tom <laughs> Kern. And what's wild about that, it was uh, one of the first years that I worked the OP Pro or the U.S. Open, and uh, they never they didn't have sports medicine before. No. Yeah. So I had uh, a table, an ice chest, an umbrella, and a security guard sitting out in front of where the surfers <laughs> were. The surfers' locker room was uh, like... Um, Under the scaffolding. Like. It, was, it wasn't even scaffolding. It had oh. no scaffolding, no shade. It was just like a park, uh, like a baseball uh, bench Bleacher? almost. Where, yeah, like bleachers just yeah. sitting there, like for enough for 20 people to sit on. And wow. I know I just I just saw this picture recently, so it flashed back because uh, Sonny's sitting in the background studying what I'm doing on Tom, see if he wants to get some of it. So oh, it was funny. a great, great moment, a great way to start the kind of the career off getting a honored to work on guys like that so and thanks was, for bringing that up yeah, yeah it was, well cool. it was crazy that i just saw that photo we still have it and i will be giving it to you as well oh, thank but, you um this is how this came about right i'm watching him work on tom i don't know who he is at the time and i don't even know what he's doing to tom but i know that's tom Kern, and somehow i get a few years later i'm on the other side of the fence right and then this guy is at the contest and because of my back surgery and everything and I was always looking for an advantage. I was always looking for some kind of game changer to make me keep the spine together, right? And so this guy, I started like asking what he's doing. He comes comes in and works at me. And I'm like, okay, that made a huge difference. Like I'm feeling so much better now. And so time goes on. We're on tour and Andy and Bruce and Kelly. And when this guy comes to one of our contests, he didn't do everyone, but when he came, it was like, who could get up in the morning fastest to see Tim? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and how funny. am I going to plan my day? 
I want to see Tim right before my heat, and then I want to see him if I'm lucky enough after if his hands aren't bleeding. But <laughs> that's that's that's, that's how we all went. It was like a contest between me and Kelly and Andy, and everyone wanted to see Tim, like who could get in there, you know. Before he was a hot chick at the beach. He was. He, he, <laughs> was, really he was the guy that, you know, we didn't care about Magic the water hands. or the, like, you know, the baguette that's you, been sitting in the sun for five hours. That, Tim? Uh, you know, it was really not you a, the was a lot of money. What I got was incredible experience. Yeah. And that kind of experience, working with world-class athletes at their highest level, um, you're going to learn a lot, yeah. you know, keeping your ears and your eyes open. Like I mentioned before we even started talking, I've learned just as much from these guys as they've learned from me. Yeah. Uh, not just about the body and about how to win, but about life and, and how to be a, a real man and, and how to be someone that can create an example that can bring others up and elevate others. Yeah. Well, it's got to be interesting on like similarities within athletes. Okay, like the hip, you know, or yeah. the low back, you know, somebody might have yeah. like a, a shoulder or somebody else might have, you know, there's definitely... You know, yeah. correlation between a lot of athletes and yeah. then specific athletes and asking them like, hey, what's your training? Like you said, working and learning from Health. them. It's like, yeah. hey, what are you what are you doing to stay healthy? You know, versus yeah. Kelly, what are you doing? So and then kind of putting that all together. Yeah, that's, you know, that's been the goal. And over the years, kind of created this system, you know, that started with guys like Tom Kern and Taylor and everybody back in the 80s. And now we understand, like, what are the top 10 things? If you asked me back in the 80s, I would have said, well, here's 3,000 things. I think they'll all be helpful for you. <laughs> but now I've been able to take and uh, whittle it down and kind of filter out the stuff that really matters. And as we get older, that stuff really, really matters if yeah. we want to pop up, if we want to stay mobile. So to your point about uh, different sports requiring the same stuff as surfers, you're 100% right. There's three areas in the body that you have to stay loose in as you get older or you're going to lose your athleticism and you'll be injured. You're going to be seeing guys like me and you don't want to ruin your day like that. So keeping the front of your ankle flexible, that's wow. called dorsiflexion. Keeping your hips 360 degrees flexible and then keeping your rib cage and your middle back loose. Those areas, if they're loose, will allow the rest of your joints to align themselves and to function at a very high level. We, we use a term in sports medicine called space. We want to create space in your body for you to do the movements that you mm. like to do as an athlete. When you lose space, when you get tight, you lose that opportunity. Stress goes from the muscles to the joints and you get injured. And when you get injured, it becomes a lot less fun. Yeah. And that's how we kind of age out of surfing or we go from a shortboard to longboard. Yeah. It's totally preventable. Yeah. Based on what you eat, think, and do. Dude. That's your motto. Such, I saw that on your website. I love it. So let's get a little I mean, we've had Taylor on. Sorry, Taylor, but No, let's get gonna, straight to the source here. Yeah. You know, I'm sure a lot of people wanna would like to hear Don't worry, we'll sprinkle in a couple of snaps in the uh, in the, <laughs> a couple of carbs. I'd rather listen to him too. The Me background too. of Dr. Tim Brown. So take us from the beginning, like how do you you're a surfer, obviously. Yeah. Take us to where you found surfing. Uh, you know, it was uh, brought to my front door. My dad surfed. My dad was a Marine in the Korean War, and he was a great athlete. And um, so he enlisted and took a two-week boat trip from Long Beach Harbor to Hawaii. Wow. And when he got to Hawaii, um, they, were, they had just developed a new touring football team in Hawaii. So they had... 
they asked my dad if he wanted to play on this team. and he For the played, Marines. For the Marines. So he was a sergeant, but he played football for the Marines, the Kaneohe <laughs> Marines. And they would travel and play the junior colleges or different Marine stations or whatever in the islands. And that's kind of how he did his deal. So met a lot of locals during that time and got turned on to surfing. So my nice. dad was so instead surfing. of going to fight, he got to play football. Got to play football, and that was to kind of build PR for the the armed services yeah. and kind of keep people's spirits high. And, yeah. And uh, how lucky was oh, that? Oh, insane, right? And so he got not only to play football, but also met a lot of Polynesians and really was enamored by their culture. And so many of them moved back over to California after the war, and we became friends. So I grew up going to these luau's and stuff nice. in the backyards of these Polynesians so was and your fell dad, in love with the culture. Sorry to interject. That's all right. Was your dad a surfer before he enlisted? No, 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 not okay. at all. He got turned on to it over there. And, and, and I'm uh, sure he's grown, like 18, 19. Yeah, he was I, you young. Know. young eight, he was 18 when yeah. he went over. And, and uh, so those few years, he got to be introduced to surfing and brought it back. And then having the Polynesians around us, they surfed. So my childhood was, you know, watching these men of men grow these surfer bumps on their chest and their knees, knee paddling, and going out in water that's in the 50s with no wetsuits, oh, no God. leashes. They let them in Huntington Beach, they used to let them uh, build fires on the beach by the cliffs. Yeah. Mm. So the surfers would go out, turn blue, come back in, roast themselves on the fire, we'd steal their boards and play in the shore break there, and that was my introduction to surfing. And so rad. My first surfing was catching six inch waves at the river jetty. The waves used to break all the way to the bridge. And the water used to be warm almost all year round. I'm a little afraid of how come it was warm all year round. <laughs> but so far, so You're talking good. Newport River. Yeah, we're yeah. talking Santa Polio River. Pond. Yeah, yeah. Polio Pond, that's good. That's kind of how I started. And then my deal with my dad, because he played football, uh, was if you want to surf, son, you're going to have to play football too. you got to play a sport because there's no scholarships for surfing back in the 70s. So uh, I surfed as much as I could, but football and other sports were kind of my venue to get into college. So what, what was your like first surfboard? Oh, my surf, it was a Dextra, and it was a, a tiger uh, print, kind Dextra. of a, a aqua blue tiger print on the bottom. And I'll never forget my first session on it down at Blackie's in Newport. And they had just built these new condos there, and this, these people that bought the condos put big speakers on the outside. And I remember playing... Uh, uh, them playing the Beatles, something in the way she moves, to my first session with my brand new first ever board, and I'll never forget that. For that's that, insane! Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, those early days of of like you know, special moments just get oh, sizzled. straight across. Yeah. Like, so you got Blackies, mm -hmm. and then that Blackies is probably at 23rd, and then the condos are like at 24th Street. Yeah. So they're just down there. They're still there now. They look like hell, but they're still still yeah. standing. So is Blackies, by so, the way. Yeah. Who was yeah. Dextra? Dextra. Is that a, a Newport? That was a no. That was a you know that was a pretty heavy Popular name brand board. back in the day. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe I just remember that. Too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've seen it's the ingrained. Logo. Yeah, it's yeah, ingrained. I remember what it looks like. Do you remember who uh, who else was surfing with with you back then? Um, well, there's a guy named Junior Back, and there's a guy named Lenny Foster. Those were the the hot guys around town. My dad was an older guy at that point in time, still rode a uh, longboard, and smaller boards are starting to come in like you know 80 70 yeah. stuff like that but those are the guys that really ripped you know that pulled off 360s and stuff that was just unbelievable remember when uh, uh you know just going off the lip was a radical move back in the day because yeah. the 
surfboard shapes and heavy styles. and they want to go straight yeah, yeah. <laughs> point and go so was yeah. that i don't want to date you but like were you there when the jetties were already in place or were they being built or I'm sorry uh but i was there before the jetties okay <laughs> and, uh, i was there the metal jetty at river jetty i was yeah. there for 1968 when they started to build the jetties the finger jetties out the beach I lived at 33rd Street, grew yeah. up on 33rd. The first jetty was, I think, 38th Street, or excuse me, was a metal jetty at 40th Street. Wow, metal. Metal jetty at 40th Street. I mean, you see it articulating in the water. And my biggest memory of that was watching Jackie Dunn. Do you remember the name Jackie yeah. Dunn? Yes. So goofy footer that surfed Goofy footer pipe. surfed pipe at 16 and became one of the lightning bolt members at like 16. Well. When he's 12, 13, he's in Newport, and this little blonde kid that just looked like the epitome of a surfer uh, was out surfing everybody. And I remember him surfing over the top of the jetty on a giant south swell, surfed over the top of the jetty uh, at 40th Street, and that was just another memory frozen in wow. my mind before he went over there and started ripping pipe. So crazy. We, we learned a fun fact with the show, John, John Gothard. Yeah. He told us that they used to have surf permits, like yeah. licenses oh, yeah. that you would put My on your board. My neighbor has one. Oh, okay. no way. Yeah. yeah. My dad you had to go. Yeah, you had to go register. It looked, like, got it it looked like a, a license plate, yeah. and it was a sticker on the right? bottom of your board. And if you didn't have, I mean, their lifeguards would go down the beach, and everybody would have to turn over their board and show them that they got a license while they're out surfing. Yeah. And if what? they didn't turn it over, then they waited until you'd come to, for you to come to the beach, gave you a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, crazy. crowd control right there. <laughs> hey, bring that shit back. Sorry. <laughs> you got a green ticket, you got a red, you yeah, got a yellow. Yeah. yeah. So That's when rad. did you start playing football? Like early? Uh, so my yeah, my dad coached Pop Warner football. Um, so he coached before I turned eight. And at eight you could suit up and go out there and bang your brains against other kids and uh start your series of concussions that you would remember the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seriously surprised I don't have a drill bucket on right now because I, I played college through high school and, and college, or played football through college and high school. Yeah. And uh, a lot of concussions, a lot of sleep time on the field. Uh, they didn't treat it. They no. So I'd spit on it, rub a little dirt on there, and get your ass back out there if you want to make your daddy proud. Yeah. Well, what's crazy... <laughs> so <you> dangerous. Know, <laughs> God, yeah. What's so crazy radical. is the... The old days. How over time now we're finding out about how surfers are getting concussions especially yeah. the big wave surfers you yes. know yeah and totally yes. you know we had sean dollar on mm. and he had a traumatic you know long-term um kind of back you know neck broke his neck yeah he broke his neck but just and, years of when they and years of like when they looked at his brain they're like yeah. it looked like he was a boxer or a football yeah. player for yeah. decades yeah because yeah. of all they they could see the markings inside the brain of his you know yeah your brain like, whoa this is really off yeah your brain is held inside your skull about a quarter to an eighth away an inch away from um, the skull. your skull itself and what keeps us suspended there is like a net and what happens is when I'll use this example like a woodpecker their head uh, their brain is right up against the skull. So there's no room for it to move around and get broken. But our brain has that suspension system, so when you get slammed, that shit tears. And that's what you're talking about when you can look at the brain and see scarring in there. A lot of that is from that tearing, and then it creates bleeding in there, and that's your concussion yeah. to varying degrees from yeah. mild to severe. So football is a big part of your life. How much 
was surfing a part of your life? Like, it's, it is my life. You yeah. know, if I was to bust it all down and get all sentimental, you know, <laughs> um, I played well, football so I ticking. could surf. Yeah. You know, I, I, I worked so I could surf. You know, it, it just is all-encompassing. You know, you either surf or you're a surfer. Yeah. And there's a distinct line between that and, and being uh, away from the ocean. Dude, we're fucking surfers. So you're like in the zone with like Quok and uh, yeah. Preston yeah. and Parker. Yeah, those are the young bucks. They're oh, so they're in, a little bit they're, younger, they're than, younger okay. than me. They came out with, you know, polka dots and wild colors. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God, these, <laughs> these guys are bad. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was killer to watch them because I saw their commitment. Yeah. Their commitment was just... 100% on point and speaking of quack just a quick flashback to 56th street the thing I always see in my head when I think of insane 56th street is waves breaking behind the rocks taking off behind the rocks and I remember paddling out and watching Danny quack on his polka dot board and his polka dot shorts pull in behind the rocks and watch his board snap under his feet and the front leg goes this way and the back leg went that way right in front of the rocks and that thing's emblazoned in my brain. Wow. Quack's yeah. gonna love that story. Quack is a tough, tough kid. Yeah. He's a tough kid. Charger. Obviously a great charger, yeah. yeah. So, did Seth you ever get into a surf competition or? I did, I surfed for, um, after I finished playing football at University of Redlands 1978, I graduated and then taught high school the next year I coached football and taught high school for a semester. Uh, loved the teaching part, hated to be ruled by the administration, so I quit at the semester and moved up to Snowbird with eight of my friends and skied the rest of that year. Good choice. Yeah, it was <laughs> a Mix great it choice. Up. Yeah. It was a great choice. And then, because I knew I was going to go back and I wanted to go to medical school. So wait, you, did you surf competition, was there competition when you were in junior high, high school or no? No, not, well, there was a surf class, uh, a surf team, Newport Harbor was forming, the first meeting that we had, they were showing, you know, uh, Super 8 surf films, you know. And then uh, all of a sudden you smelled this smell. And weed. It, weed. And uh, that, like, was, that was it. They that, was, that was it. That was, no other meetings, nothing else happened after that. So that was it. And then uh, I went back to college, uh, Orange Coast College, to finish up my pre-med. And so I played on the volleyball team, but I also, they had a surfing team there. And so there's 160 people trying out for 12 spots on the surfing team. Wow, whoa. And, um, and somehow... A lot I of big it. names went yeah. through OCC. You know, Pua Rockland and, and a lot of those guys from yeah. Hawaii came over. And his dad owned Surfline, the company that used to make shirts and whatnot. Yeah. And he was a ripper. And so we had a great time surfing with them. We, want, we surfed at Bud Lamas was their big guy at Golden West. And so it was us against Bud Lamas and... And we ended up winning the national championship yeah. and having a great season. Dude, it's such a weird coincidence, but there's a guy named Ed, and I don't know his last name, but Tom McElroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having a right a 40th uh, <laughs> yeah, reunion, reunion yeah. at his house on Wednesday. For that they, team, yeah. Yeah, and this guy, Ed, you probably know who he is, but he I saw him in the water yesterday, and he's like, dude, you guys should come and do a podcast. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that'd be so dude, that, I bet for sure, especially <laughs> get a couple of drinks yeah, in people. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, the, uh, coach, the coach is Laird Hayes. Yes. And uh, his son now is a captain, I think, at the, in Newport's lifeguard system. But Laird Hayes was great. And interestingly enough, his dad ran a quarterback uh, camp. And so that's how I met Laird Hayes. I got sent to that quarterback camp when I was in college 
to get better at my position. And Matt Laird, who became the surfing coach at yeah. Orange Coast College. So that's kind of how that all... And I heard Laird was a referee. NFL. NFL yeah. referee. Yeah. And he refed a Super Bowl game. Oh, plenty of Super Bowls. Wow. Yeah. He was at the higher echelon. I've got a Super Bowl ball from him that he gifted to me. So weird. Yeah, not too many... Rafts get to yeah. you know climb that no, that's, ladder that's, to the that's, super, that's the echelon yeah. and that guy they, what, they probably what get rings guy. too and shit. Right. You so know? you didn't get Big into bosses. competition until college, right? Okay, uh-huh. yeah, there really wasn't much competition, yeah. be, you know, before there wasn't juniors or anything like that uh, unless you really really looked for it. Are you goofy or regular? I'm goofy. Okay, yeah. What was your um, <laughs> what was your reasoning of going? To medical school, was it? You're just fascinated uh, like with that fa- field. I was often injured as a mm, football player. Injuries. I didn't stretch. You know, I trained hard. I lifted hard. I used to weigh 220 pounds to my 175 right now. So I was an Beach iron game. head, yeah. but but not functional. So I was big, and I I wanted yeah. to go up against anybody, but I got injured a lot, and so uh, I spent a lot of time in the training room, and they offered you pills, hot packs, surgery, or a shot. You know, that's sports medicine back in the 70s, basically. And, uh, you know, they tape you up like a mummy. So there was nothing really functional about it. It was really survival. Trying to uh, deal with your own injuries and how to, you know, and learning about how to. So I was frustrated that there wasn't more that I could do to participate in my own care. That was the, the thought that I had. And I loved the doctor and the trainer that was there, but they just really weren't offering me anything I could do to help myself. They just yeah. probably didn't really know much themselves well, they in regards athletes. to... Yeah. Yeah. They weren't athletes. And I, and I saw a hole in that game and I said, well, shit, if I can just put up with more jail school, school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, then perhaps I could come out and at least I could apply what they know as an athlete having yeah. been there speak the same language, you know, and, and uh, have experienced the same stuff. So that was really my motivation. That and so, pay it forward, yeah, like to yeah. the next generation of athletes. So like, you graduated from Redlands yeah. and got a job teaching. Yeah. And then hated it. I, I liked the teaching part. Just the and admin. I loved, I loved having the kids. Bureaucracy yeah. part of the administration. But I, but I was, you know, I was, uh, it was, uh, so I, I taught um, biology, you know, and, and I'm 21 and I'm teaching 18-year-old girls sex education yeah. and shit so it was some strange vibe right so and you're so, a damn good looking dude uh, you're a student i'm yeah. a teacher you yeah. gotta stay away from me let's put this way. i got some interesting notes yeah uh, uh, sure uh so you know why do you dress like that miss uh, yeah, 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 so. Yeah. so they called they called my class sex drugs and rock and roll because i taught uh, a pra- in a practical way. I had them read articles about the science that we were learning and apply it like what happens to your ears at a rock and roll concert, right? Mm-hmm. Important things that they could take out of science Relatable. that were practical. Because I know when I was in science in school, I wanted to be able to apply it, you know? Yeah. I mean, e equals MC squared, but how does that, you know, what, does that make me like chocolate better? Yeah. You know, it doesn't. It, so well, you got to engage with the students so they absorb the, the yeah. information and make yeah. it relatable. So it we was, had a lot of fun. We had students that, you know, would show up in our class that weren't supposed to be in our class because we had a really nice time out yeah. there learning. Um, I, I studied education, uh, the education of people in Finland. They're the happiest people in the world, the most educated people in the world. They don't Finland. take a they don't take a test till they're like thirteen. So smart. They're out there socializing, yeah. learning what the kids like to do. What are their natural interests, so that they'll be motivated once learning starts. So well, everybody learns on different different terms. Totally. Yeah, and we, you know this one set fits all. It's yeah, not I, really... I got to touch it, smell it, roll in it for me to learn it. Other people can see a formula and go, I'll never forget that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we we often me. talk not about me. how yeah. how some of the um, smartest people that are surprisingly surfers, right? And then how smart jocks are. Like when when we grew up as the stereotypical dome jock, you know, yeah, stoner like, surfer, you know, right, like right, there's yeah. this, like all those like stereotypical, you know, we thought that, right, right, right. and then when you start becoming more educated and you like realize like quarterbacks are the smartest fucking guys in a room, you know, because they learn to read. I don't know about smartest focused, focused, but also you smart, gotta know, I, I got to know what you're doing. I got to know what you're doing and you're doing. And then I got to know what the defense is trying to do. Yeah. So when I get up to the line, I can audibleize yeah. and then say, Hey, you got to move out there, you yeah. know? And, so, so you have to be pretty focused. Yeah. I think that's what it taught me. Yeah. We feel like not the some of the best uh, businessmen, you know, mm. in sports or in surfing, they've been jocks or been, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I, athletic and, yeah. and like been in organized sports where they learn, you know, how to, to, cause to me, what I've learned, it seems like, like football or basketball or it's, it's, it's a, it's a game, but it's a business. It, it you is. You know, you're it running is. a business yeah. pretty much. Yeah, and the best people really know details. Yeah. Like having the honor to work with Kobe and some of the greatest athletes on yeah. the planet and to be able to just study them yeah. as they're trying to learn from me. I'm trying to learn from them yeah. too. And, and their ability to focus. They're so smart. Like I've often said, you know, if, if there was ever somebody to ask me like, okay, put one of your smartest athletes into this conversation, any conversation. I put Slater in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been blown away by conversations and I'm supposed to know all this stuff about science and here's this guy teaching me. Yeah. You know, and he's, uh, he's a freak of nature. He is that. He, he I is think that. he's got a photogenic memory. Uh, photogenic. He's got a lot of mind, right? he's got a lot of A plus stuff up there in that chamber. I, something, I you know, <laughs> but at the different. same and at the same time, he yeah. suffers from the same shit that you and I yeah, suffer yeah, from. You yeah. know, life, right? Yeah. Relationships. How do I uh, navigate Injuries. this stuff? So he's got these superpowers, but then again, he's also has the humility of being a human and yeah. having been a human, right? So tell <laughs> tell us about your quarterback career a little bit. Like like to hear. Uh, uh, I was uh, uh, slow. I was. Uh, That's not short. true. I was. That's not know, true. Hey, I, I just. Uh, <laughs> It's I like, think he still holds some <laughs> track records at Redlands. No, we just did, did, we, didn't. You say you were undefeated for four years. We didn't lose in league for four years. Yeah, that's and pretty impressive. We, we had we got a chance to play in the national championships. That's downright gnarly. We yeah, were, uh, <laughs> we're not the BCS Bowl. Is that what it no, is? No, no, it's a small college. Okay. So NC two A Division three, and so it's the small groups and. Uh, uh, you know, it was just a great experience to be able to compete and also learn. Because I, in, in high school back in the 70s, if you played sports, that's basically all you had to do. You really didn't have to study. You know, they kind of said, yeah, they yeah. said, yeah. You're, you're fine. You're yeah. Good. But when I get to Redlands, Redlands is purely academic school. I didn't learn until I got to Redlands. And what I learned was I learned how to learn. Wow. The mechanics of learning how to learn. And that, that fortified a... Uh, something in me I didn't know I had, which was, I'm a knowledge junkie. I need to know. Mm. I don't care what the truth is. I just want to know it, you know, Yeah. Uh, about anything, but especially about how the body works, because now I'm, I'm in this position where it's a, res, a position of responsibility. If you come and see me, I'm, I'm wholly invested in you. As long as you're wholly invested in you, there's patients that 
live so much in the future and they're so much under stress and there's patients that are so ego bound because they live in the past that they can't they can't put their shit together enough to be able to do what it takes for them to get better because the body's a self-healing organism if you organism if you give it the right environment yeah so that's where it comes down to what you eat think and do becomes yeah. who you are yeah. in the routine term. discipline and and slowing it down to where you're yeah. you're not it's fast forwarding or, or degressing. Yeah, that's a piece yeah. of it because because uh, you know my goal in life is happiness. Okay, that's a big one. And to be happy, you got to be healthy. But to be healthy, you have to live in the moment. Yeah. You know, if you're not living in the moment, then you're under stress. And if you're under stress, that last time I checked, that didn't do anybody any good. Yeah. Or the other people on the other end are just so worried about judgment and judging other people and they're ego bound and they're always chopping people down. Well, they don't get to that happiness quotient either. And so, you know, for me, it's about teaching people, you are not your mind, you know, that thing that keeps talking up there in your head. This is one of the best lessons I ever learned. I learned it when I was going through a divorce, when I was in my own head going, God, what could I have done better, right? And it just beating the crap out of yourself. But what I learned is that uh, that noise going on in your head is absolutely not you. You know who you are? Yeah. You know who you are? You're the listener. And I went, oh my God. <laughs> You're listening to, not yeah. you. Yeah. And so the mind is only present when it talks about the future or the past. And it's really loaded, hard driven into our brains for survival. And Back in the past, in yeah. the primal days. It's not there for us today. In fact, that's why we have so much depression and so much mental health issues because everybody thinks they are their mind and they're not. They're the listener. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's so when someone's stressed to go surfing, <laughs> yeah. right? When I got an athlete that needs to go surf a really important heat, the most important thing is to get them back into the moment. Don't You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You don't know if Mother Nature's going to give you the wave or not. So don't prognosticate. Don't put yourself in a bad position when you're not there. Yeah. Be confident in yeah. this. Yeah, Eliminate. I mean, how did Slater, you know, pull in all those waves yeah. <laughs> at the end of contest? He visualized I don't know, it. Yeah, he but, s- but I can student. tell you, he wasn't like stressing about the future. He was just saying, living in the moment. Bring yeah. me What's well, interesting, like you brought up like today's world, it's like everybody wants a quick fix, you know, yeah, like yeah. whether they're going to go see you for an adjustment or pop a pill or do right. something. And it's like, you're, you know, you got them for that hour or half hour or whatever that time and then you know maybe there's a week or two between that and it's like how do they you know how do you get in their head to where like hey this is you know i'm here for the moment but you got to carry that for the next week or two until the next visit yeah i'm no good unless you participate in right care yeah i'm outcome uh, oriented you know i won't i won't get involved in your care if you're not going to do the work because guess what i'm not a healer it isn't me that heals you the body is the healer my job is to bring that out in, in you and, 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 and help you to understand that the body has priorities. And the thing that you came to see me for today is your priority. Your body's saying, hey, I'm screaming right now. I whispered to you two weeks ago. I talked to you last week when we were starting to get a little tight. Right. And now I'm fucking screaming at you because you didn't listen and you're going down, boy. And you need to listen to the body. So that's one of the things that I need to do and uh, get great at is teaching you how to turn up your own volume Mm -hmm. so that you'll listen to it before you need jokers like me to come into your life. That's the win for me is to allow you to get to it, uh, teach you and give you the tools that you need to have to stay away from me. 
Yeah. I've done my job then. Let's go surf, yeah. right? Yeah, your goal is to like minimize how much they got to come and see you. It's That's like it. if you could get them on their way and, uh, you know, avoid them from coming yeah. back, you know. Your job is done. That's but, kind of what we're doing in the talk is we're, we're going to do our best to create roadmaps for each person to focus on. Like what you eat, what you think, and what you do is different than me. Right. Where yeah. are you screwing that up a little bit? Where can you improve on that? Well, yours might be two-thirds in what you think. Everything else might be pretty good, but you got to get your mind right. So that's what we focus on uh, because everyone's different. Now, if I treated everybody the same way, um, we're, we're not going to get the outcome that we're looking for. We'll, yeah. we'll live, but we won't thrive. Yeah. yeah. Taylor, so we, we know you and, you know, we've interviewed well, you of, and you had your, your back issues mm -hmm. at what age was that? 15. 15 yeah. And before that, you're just like every other typical kid. Just, I'm just like, yeah, I'm every kid. I'm doing everything. I it was really bad in my first year at the NSSA. I made one heat, right? Out of 10 contests, I made out of one heat. Dang. My parents were like, are you sure you're not, you want to quit? Here's a golf club. Yeah. Like they were like, you sure another sport's not for you? And, um, now I stuck with it, and then I got to a place where I qualified for the nationals, right? And then the doctor was like, you have spondylolisthesis. thesis. It's a grade four. We would call it a grade five if they went up that high, but you need an emergency surgery. And so my dream was just like crushed, right? And we're like, you're not yeah. going to surf again. You have nine pieces of metal on your back and three fused vertebrae. See you later, kid. They just, they, the doctor just, one day I went in the office and he said, well, your bones are all fused together. Extra, okay, you're good. I'm like, well, now what? And he's like, you're good. Just see you later. I won't ever see you again. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, like I still don't feel right, even though you say I can go and do everything. So like the orthopedic didn't have a partner PT or no, any sort of like. no yeah. PT. Like yeah. it was. It wasn't even offered. It was like, we did our job. We fused stuff. Bye. Right. Dang. And, yeah. and they're good at their job. Like yeah. you ask, it's like you ask the guy to come pave your driveway. You say, hey, can you fix my toilet? And he's like, what? I'm not a plumber. Yeah. Like, I, I, right, I'm here for right. the driveway, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, you know, um, and tremendous skill, orthopedic surgeons, incredible skill, incredible amount of schooling and focus that they have. But but and, and back in the day, especially there, it was more like a carpenter. They're going to yeah. go in there, and, and it's because we learned uh, the body in a reductionist way, meaning that we learned the heart does this, the ankle does that, the shoulder does that, the brain does this, but we didn't learn how they work together. So that was the, that's the issue with the medical school is that we're still reductionist, where in fact now we know, hey, not only are we all one inside, but the whole darn universe is one thing. You know, we're all made up of the same stuff, and there's the physics that control us are the same physics that control the universe. So now it's more holistic. Yeah. And so that's why we look at all the things that happen, and you're not just your bad knee, but how's your mind? Are you sleeping? Are you hydrating? You know, are you eating anti-inflammatory foods or are you eating foods that promote inflammation? Because when we have an injury, inflammation is the first reaction for the body. And the reason of that is because it's an immune system reaction. If I blow my elbow out, my body reacts like it has a fever down there. Mm. It sends white blood cells and, all stuff, and it swells, right? Yeah. So, the, the, yeah, that's a critical component is to help the body to help itself. And like he was saying, he's narrowed things down. And even like myself, like I called him what, two weeks ago from uh, Kelly's pool when I popped my adductor. And 
you know, me just being in kind of a, like a really bummed state, you know, sitting there like with a whole half day to go. <laughs> and, you know, all the guys were like, oh, put ice on it, put ice on it. And, and I, without thinking, I just did, I put ice on it. But my second move was to call him, right? FaceTime him, like, Tim, I'm in trouble. It's not the first time. And he goes, well, first of all, take that ice off. Maybe you can explain to people why I took the ice off. Yeah, and I, heard, then I, went, I heard this recently. It's fascinating, right? You don't um, ice. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of where science is leading us. Um, you know, the story about ice is pretty funny and sad at the same time. How it started back in the 40s was a guy cut his finger off at work, had a lunch pail next to him, happened to be ice in the lunch pail. I said, throw the finger in the ice, let's take him to the hospital. It was the first time they were ever able to sew something back on and save it. So, of course, what, what allowed that? Well, the ice, yeah. of course. And so we started to ice everything from that time on with really no science behind it. And now what we know is that our bodies have been working on perfection and getting better through evolution for a while, right, if we believe in this stuff. And so what has happened was that the body over a period of time figured out that inflammation is really important to get down there because on the back of the chemicals that are like white blood cells and stuff is a, a hormone called IGF. And when we ice something down, we block circulation. The body has swollen up in that area for a reason, but we're saying, no, we're smarter than you body. You've been around for a long time, but <laughs> they say to ice it, I'm gonna ice it. So you ice it down and now you block this hormone from being able to enter the injury site. Wow. And so if that hormone never gets there, you never start the healing process. So they're saying like a typical, there's a book called Iced, and it's by Gary Reichel, I believe, and that will give you all the information you need to do, to have, to make your decision on whether you should ice stuff or not. And so if you're blocking that hormone, you're slowing down healing. So maybe an ankle that takes six to eight weeks now takes 10 to 12 weeks. How much is that ice worth it for you, right? So now we use analgesics, we use light, compression wrapping on there because we believe swelling and inflammation is a normal sequela of an injury. And to block it, what happens when you ice an ankle that you've blown out and then you take the ice off? It swells up again. Body's pretty smart. It's yeah. trying to get it down there despite us. And so the exception would be, you know, I'm a boxer, I'm in the middle of a match, somebody clocks me in the eye, my eyes swelling shut, I've got eight more rounds, ice that sucker, man, right? <laughs> yeah. You need to survive. Uh, you got a 10-year-old kid who's at a little league game, dives for a ball, breaks his arm, it's 45 minutes to the hospital, ice that sucker down. Yeah. But when you have a choice, when you're in a controlled environment, um, you know, we're telling you, you know, based on science, you might want to question that icing. So mm. my patients in general don't ice. Yeah, that's interesting. That's because... been hard. It's been hard because I iced my whole career, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ice baths, good. Cryotherapy, good. Icing something 15, 20 minutes, not good. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because you heard you, it here first. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, a, lot been, of, a lot of people just did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we've been trained, like you said, like yeah. it's it's good for injuries, but it, it you know, first and foremost, it's like it kills the pain versus sure. like, yeah. you know, taking some sort of... But you can do, use an analgesic, like mm -hmm. that stuff I brought you guys from Elixir yeah. today is a great one that we use. A lot of my athletes love that stuff because uh, it works inside of a minute. Wow. Yeah. Okay? 
I mean, if someone broke their leg and it's a compound fracture, I'm not going to be putting yeah. Elixicure on it. They're going to yeah. need a lot more than that. Yes. But if it's a sprain strain that we always see that we get on the regular, great stuff. So going back to you quitting and then moving up to Snowbird or wherever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your what was your thought process or what was your game plan? You wanted to go to medical school. Yeah, I was going to be a medical doctor, um, and then I wanted to take the medical doctor route, but do it, you know, then kind of form my own natural approach to medicine. And I was out surfing at 36th Street, I remember, and uh, getting ready to take the MCATs, which is the admission test for medical school. And uh, so my brain's on fire with all this crazy stuff that you'll never have to learn or see again. <laughs> yeah. And so I was out in the water surfing, and a buddy of mine from high school I saw out there, and he, and he asked me what was up. I told him what was going on. He goes, you know, I'm in chiropractic college right now. He goes, you've always been into exercise and eating right and all this stuff. He goes, I've got this article. Come by my car when you're done surfing, and I'll hand you this article. And I... He handed me this article and I read it and within two sentences, and I'd never been to a chiropractor. Never before? Didn't know what it was. Wow. Really. It was pretty new back then, right? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, relative to the big population, yeah. yeah. And uh, two sentences, I go, this is me. They're talking about me. <laughs> and it was simply that um, medicine is focused on treating the effects of disease, whereas chiropractic is focused on treating the cause finding and treating the cause through nutrition, exercise, mobility, and, and body, yeah. and body movement. So it was a it was a watershed moment for me. I just went and was it, I got to go. Was it chiropractic kind of shunned in the beginning? Oh, it's been yeah, shunned. My, my grandpa my yeah. grandpa was a chiropractor and really? it was like, yeah, he was it was very shunned on. Him, yeah. Yeah. It was really tough yeah. at a young age going yeah. into that field. Well, it was tough, you know, I mean, ever since Rockefeller, um, you know, started the pharmaceutical yeah. industry, it's become a war for who's going to have control. And now you've got these guys coming along saying, hey, you don't need the pills. You don't yeah. need all this billion yeah, dollar it's industry. A, it's a anymore. clash of. Yeah, yeah, so it was simple economics. Well, uh, chiropractics felt, seemed like because it was new, yeah. right? Yeah. And things that are established are thought of credibly but then when you look deep into it the credibility is masked yeah is a yeah. mask it's, for something it's, poli else. it's politics yeah. and and so you know you can't patent what i do with my hands right right so but i can patent this snake oil if i add a little synthetic thing to it now you can't make it anymore and that's where he got his idea by the way you know after yeah. he created the, the medical industry he, the rockefeller exactly right yeah. and the medics like the Medical, the Medical Association, Association yeah. right? That's right. And yeah. that became... Business. Juicy, powerful, right? <laughs> that was powerful. Juice, yeah. right? That's so, a whole nother episode. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so I'm frankly surprised that, that uh, chiropractic still exists today because of the power huh. you know, behind the medical board. And, and when I was going to go to chiropractic college, I had an uncle that was a pretty famous, like a celebrity dentist, and he's going, dude, dude. Great profession. I've met some great people. They're doing great things, but dude, you're gonna you're gonna get crushed. Mm. People are always gonna be going, "You're full of shit," you know, yeah. this and that. And it's like, look, science which, is science. Which doctor stuff? Yeah, yeah. But I go, science is science. As long as I stay with stuff that it's that I can prove that's evidence based, I've got no problem relying on the body that's been around for so long, that's so magnificent that we really don't know much about. I am all about trying to help the body 
find its best environment to thrive in. You know? Well, up until modern times, like even your medical insurance wouldn't cover going to the chiropractor. Yeah, correct. Or any sort of rehab, you know, like that preventative That's or, right. you know, it was strictly it's like... A different so what best, was, a different before you read that article, yeah. what were you... what? field were you going to be in? What were you going to specialize yeah, I wanted in? To, I wanted to be a family sports medicine practitioner so that I could use my education to teach and not just be someone who's going to, you know, be in the, cert, in, in the operating room all the time, but yeah. someone who's really going to take the time, which I never got. So I wanted to kind of be this manifestation of the things that I thought I needed as an athlete that would have helped me be better at what I did and stay yeah. healthier. So forging something that wasn't really there. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and surfing, that's, you know, that's what drives that, right? Yeah. Everybody's style is different. And uh, everybody's style, you know, may not be the best looking style, but it's their style. And that's the way I thought medicine would go for me. It's like, I could get in there, I could have the solid science base, and then I could freestyle it into what was truth or my truth, the yeah. truth that I found. Well, you got to have some kind of uh, confidence and, you know, self-assuredness to like quit school, quit yeah. your job, well, finish school, quit your job, and then go into the medical field thinking you're gonna carve out your own path, yeah. which is gnarly, right? Like, Well, I knew, I knew that at the very least, what I learned, I could share with my friends and family. If I didn't wanna be a doctor at the end of this thing, I would still have beautiful information. Yeah. Then I was going to become a fireman and a photographer <laughs> and just surf the rest of my life and take pictures of my friends. and, and Centerfold, yeah. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> month, <laughs> Feb, Mr. February over oh, here. Yeah, or, that's it. Totally. So it charity. You know like charity. It's for charity. <laughs> that, uh, that, like, you know, it's all about having a Well, it's not all about, but when, when you get to that stage of, like, finishing and, and you know, getting a, a career job and then thinking, oh shit, this isn't really what I want to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a that's a weird position to be in. Big moment. But you have to be confident and you know, like have have a belief in yourself. Dude, you're gonna go to medical school? Yeah. Like, especially me. That's what my all my <laughs> former professors were going. Dude, you're gonna go to medical school? That's what I'm saying. And Come then on. and chiropractic. You know, college or medicine—that's another big, you know, task. Yeah, it's actually more hours than traditional medical school. So most people don't know that. So insane. I, I yeah. think I think there's a lot of times though where when you listen to someone else's opinion about you, it becomes a regret. Mm. Mm. Yeah. How many times have people have been shaped by maybe their football coach going, yeah. "Dude, you're never going to make that. Yeah. You're not smart enough." Yeah. And you just don't even try. Yeah. It's, well, you know, the most like, successful people, that's what they say, yeah. right? There, there's two types of people. Those that just give up and those that want to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. Right. You know, and those are the difference of <laughs> somebody, <laughs> you know, just going along with masses. Well, I guess I'm, you know, I, I can that's just, just picture your surrounding of good people, you know, yeah, that are it. here to li uplift that's, you, you know. I, I can just that's imagine it. this uh, young Dr. Tim Brown before he's a doctor, before he got that acronym, where he's like sitting in the water and just like, Dude, you can't do that. Hey, fuck you. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how you, it is. So you <laughs> raise the middle finger when someone yeah. tells you you can't do it. Like, yeah. you know, I'll show you. Yeah, there's some that will be like, oh, man. Worry about right. yourself, bro, because I'm going to take off and get barreled and come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, one thing, too, um, that brings me back to, to meeting Taylor uh, in the beginning of our relationship. 
almost an era ago. More than an era. <laughs> yeah. A lifetime ago. More than, more than the decades. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was how really severe his problem was in his back. I mean, I'm telling you that if if I heard of this case when I was in school, I'd just be going, there's no way this mm-hmm. guy can surf, yeah. let alone surf at the at level he level. surfed yeah. with the injuries he had. So it really showed me early on in my career what the body's capable of doing. Because yeah. his spine, his setup, is absolutely Shambles. the antithesis of what a good surfer needs to have yeah. as far as mobility and everything. I mean, that that's your... We, we, we have to repost that picture of you in that brace to, like, ex, you know, because people, there's a lot of people that are new to the podcast or, like, that haven't well, seen that picture. Well, you should repost the x-ray picture. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, but like, you know, that core, which is, yeah. you know, it's, almost all workout philosophies now is based around the core. It's also right? your right, mind, right? Right, right. Your mind like helps you heal. That's it. I mean, that's the separator. If I was to say, you know, what is the thing that separates us out is that mindset, right? You can either look at the donut or you can look at the hole. I choose to look at the donut. (laughs) It tastes a lot better, right? But but we all know people that no matter how juicy and fresh that donut is, they see nothing but that hole. All the negative pieces that are in there. I mean, through life, you know, those, those, friends or neighbors or people that are kind of a hypochondriac is that the right hypo Uh and they you know they're always like oh you know i don't feel good they're just frail because they think they're frail and they're always like looking at that they're looking at the wrong versus like i'm gonna i'm gonna deal with whatever comes out yeah because we're all so lucky to be able to have the gift of life and to be able to move and be able to think right and that's what i'm saying when i talk to people and they don't want to do the work these are the examples that I use. Is like this guy, this guy could have been in a chair the rest of his life, yeah. and no one would have said shit because just getting in a chair is an accomplishment for the way that spine looks. Yeah. But no, he takes it to a level that I could never ever reach physically. Why? Was it his body? Uh, no, his body's broken. This guy's mind and his character is so yeah. strong that I want to do anything I can do to help contribute to this guy's career, no matter yeah. where it goes. It's so, inspirational. But at young age of 15, going through that traumatic, you know, like back surgery, like who did you fall upon to like help uplift you or where did you start? Like, be- like right before I was thinking about suicide, I was like, because I didn't want to live without surfing. That was the only purpose I felt like I had in life. Do or die. It was do or die. Wow. I didn't need to be a pro surfer, but like just I needed to surf. It was part of my being I yeah like when you read the first two sentences and you're like this is it, I, there's no question it's 100 I'm going in that direction yeah, yeah and so I you know I go I read some my friend David Barr old pro server yes. gave yeah me this book it was in his garage it's called psychology of winning by Dr. Dennis Waitley it's mm. an old book yeah wow yeah. but I remember they he talked about thinking positive and talking about how like this woman went to a fortune teller at like a circus and the fortune teller told her you're going to probably die at 51. She died at 51. Like on her birthday. Like if you believe something strong enough, I'm like, okay, there's power there. She got it wrong with the way, the direction of that power for her. But that's power is there. So if you can get that right and move that into the right direction, you don't know what could happen. Yeah, yeah. that's that's 100% right. And then I think with the brain, you know, the ego wants to be better. It wants to compete with someone else. The brain wants to be smarter. But the mind wants to feel good just to feel good. 
It's not in competition with someone else, and it's not in a comparison-based mm-hmm. um, mode. Yeah. A lot of people are comparing themselves off what someone else is doing or how they look, and right. then they look at themselves, and then you know they feel bad or they feel fitters, yeah. even if they feel good, like oh I'm fitter than that guy, like. That's ego. Like you that's should, right. Yeah, that's you know, it's life. all about how you feel. You yeah. want to feel good just because you want to feel good. That's right. That's the truth. Yeah. So, but, but did you have like you read that book? But did you just start training on your like your you own? Know what I did. I did something funny. I just drank like all I knew is that Milk. calcium, <laughs> calcium healed bones, yeah. and I was drinking. Milk does the like, body good? Almost a gallon of milk a day. Yeah. My mom would yeah, be yeah, like yeah, at yeah. the store. Another gallon. I'm like. And that's all I knew. Yeah, that's right. all the that information I had. Sports nutrition, right there. <laughs> right there and you because know? you believed in it, it <laughs> and, probably fucking manifested. And itself. it probably, yeah, I probably didn't number on my gut, but it <laughs> might have like just my brain thinking like this is good, and I can. I, I used to visualize my bones gluing together. I used to close my eyes and visualize wow. them gluing. Powerful. I don't powerful. know if it works. No, it's yeah. powerful stuff, man. What you see, you be for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm very confident in that. Uh, the mind is a crazy, crazy machine up there. And we well, are... it's it's the the one thing in your body that releases all the chemicals. Yeah, when and where yeah. and how yeah. all the time. We've got a drugstore up there, man. That's and it. If we if we're smart enough to learn how to key into that drugstore just through breath, through exercise, yeah, through the foods we eat, through hydration. We don't need to go to the CVS, man. We have plenty of drugs in our body, and those drugs have been there working for many thousands of years to fine-tune themselves if we just call on them properly. There's a dose of reality in there as well. Like, I I recently got a little hurt at the pool, but I got into this. I was really excited, and I was having so much fun, and, you know, like, you kind of revert back to thinking I'm 35 again but no really like it was a wake up call no you're 52 you can still do all this stuff but instead of doing it for 6 hours maybe 4 hours is better look at the wisdom coming out like (laughs) yeah so going back you you go to uh, chiropractic college Uh and get your degree get your what do you call it license a doctorate and then you you take uh, you take a national board and a state board and then uh Keep your fingers crossed and hope you get that nice letter in the mail saying that you're good. And that's, you know, again, you get this degree, but it's like you're kind of either have to go internship or get a a job. You don't know anything. You got to go get a job under somebody else or you got to start your own business, which is what you are. And then you don't, there's no business school in there. Yeah. And so you're ripe to all these people that are out there going, oh, this guy's got great credit. He's a doctor. Let's nail him. And then you're up against that world. You got to learn that experience. World as well. Like, well, you're, you know, I don't know. This guy just graduated. Was he really going to do? That's right. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of hurdles. And so I surrounded myself with really smart people. You know, I was very fortunate. I I was playing, going to school, but also competing on the Pro Beach volleyball tour. Um, yeah. And uh, trying to qualify for pro, events. Pro volleyball. <laughs> what did no you big do? deal. Yeah, you know, I'll start we'll quarterback. We'll just slide that in. It was the guy's Karch Karai. Karch Karai. Karch Karai. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you right. played with him or against him? Oh, I played against him, and he he was yeah. I I. Sinjin Smith, Karch Karai. Yeah, those oh, were yeah. guys, Chris yeah. Chris Frohoff's brother. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Yeah, his uh, Froey Froey. Brent Frohoff. Brent Frohoff. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great guy. Also. But you must have had to spend a ton of time like pro bono and just working on people well, to like build learn. a name. You know, that's how learn, you learn and build a name you know, and I'm, I'm, confidence. Uh, so did you graduate and then? work for somebody or so I graduated and then started to work but then um, the AVP tour the uh, volleyball tour um, 
got a bunch of money dumped into it and they became a professional sport. And so they asked me if I wanted to be the medical director for them. And I'm like two years out of school, right? Wow. It's unheard of. Because you were playing. I was playing. Okay. And that's why I got asked because I could relate. I could speak the language. Yeah. I've had the same injuries. I'm taking care of some of the best guys in the game. And so um, those guys came in and, um, and asked me to be the medical director. And so what I wanted to do is make sure that these athletes are taken well care of like I wasn't. And so I had an orthopedic surgeon, emergency room specialist, physical therapist, chiros, massage therapist. I had a juicer out there, someone making fresh juice on the beach because I really believed in, in proper nutrition and hydration and surrounded myself with these people. And uh, it became a thing. It really wow. caught fire where it's like, because no other professional sports had all these types of different doctors around. It was like the one main guy and he wanted to be or she wanted to be the main guy and that was it. But Was that a new kind of sport? Like, not new sport, but a new league? Well, yeah, it was. It was the first time they had ever, like Miller Beer came in and gave them 30 million bucks or something like wow. that. And so they created a national tour. Yeah. So we had 20 stops or something around the nation and... And I would go so you were an athlete, and then you turned into the well, medical. Yeah, doctor. some of the events were were with just the top thirty-two guys in the world. Some would have a qualifier event, and so I would go in the qualifier event, and if you finish in the top four or so, then you get just like in surfing, you know, it's yeah. like the trials. So were you uh, partnered up with somebody? Was was there? Well, uh, oftentimes, I partnered up with uh, somebody on the ABP tours partner that was injured, right? So they'd have an injured partner. They'd be out that week. It's like, okay, I got Brown. <laughs> you know, all right, we'll go to the versus, yeah. Versus like not doing the tournament exactly. So it's like yeah. I'm on fire. I'm the happiest guy in the world. They're like yeah. you know having to go to counseling for depression. You lose this for me, bro. <laughs> yeah, because we're talking mid to late eighties, right? Yeah, eighties and early nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. And then uh, I played on the AVP tour till I was forty two, and uh, I qualified for the Manhattan Open, and got to play against Karch. Uh, Whoop my ass! It was a year. I think next year that Olympics started and they went out and won gold. But uh, it was him and a guy named Kent Steffies, and you know I got crushed like a bug. But it was it was such an honor to play against yeah. the best in the world and it's awesome. And then go back into my little clinic and try and help people out afterwards. So yeah, kind of cool. but you think about that, like right? You, the one thing in life you can't buy is experience. One hundred percent. Listen to some of the experiences that this guy's had. So like, mm, thanks. When we talk about like when I talk about doing something with bright minds, the brightest minds. This, this guy's is on the speed dial. No <laughs> kidding, right? That's, yeah, that's really nice. Because well, you can't buy what yeah, he has. Sure he doesn't you can't have buy just the... what he's seen or who he's touched on a physical level with their injuries, from Kobe to. Andy to Kelly to you know the list yeah. goes to Mick and you know like I know that these guys fly over here Mick flies over here when he got hurt to see this guy and to work with this guy yeah, ex yeah. like you said experience you know people rely on that paper that title you yeah. know but you've lived it on both sides you know yeah and like we were talking about earlier the credibility it's like wow this guy's accomplished so much in football and you know volleyball and surfing and surrounding yourself by the right people it's but like, he does it yeah. yeah he does those sports he's done he knows what it's like to go face first in the sand and volleyball court he knows what it's like to go over the falls he knows what it's like to get barreled you know those are things that are important well, here's my secret you know thank you for the kind words by the way i <laughs> yes. truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart um i wanted to be around greatness you know and my level of athleticism was not great it was good 
but wasn't great. So I wanted to see what makes these guys tick. What's so different about them besides genetics? Yeah. It was fascinating to me. So that's kind of where I uh, poured everything into, you know, my uh, my knowledge base as opposed to my bank account, you know, and, right. and was hoping that would catch up. And yeah. so I've had a couple of inventions and stuff that I... Yeah, let's talk done. about that because you have two... Invention patents, utility patents. Yeah, on. maybe eight or something like that. Eight, yeah. <laughs> only eight. Those short <laughs> sell, bro. No, it's all good. Uh, it's a that's a wild deal, but yeah, I I, uh, I I don't like sameness. I don't like knowing what's around the corner all the time. You know, I like to uh, I like a treasure hunt, and so that's what I've done with sports medicine is try and come up with different combinations of things. Uh, not necessarily in reinventing the wheel, but using. Uh, what we call biomimicry, what's already out there in nature, mm. and then trying to mimic that with the taping or the supporting that I do, and um, using the body's own systems to help itself get better, as opposed to just waiting passively for that to happen. So uh, I've been using those principles and, and have come up with some interesting things, like uh, we read the world through our skin. Our skin's our largest organ in the body, and it has these receptors in the skin there's between 40 and 4,000 nerve receptors in every square inch of your skin. Yeah. And those nerves go all the way through your body and connect to your organs and your muscles and your joints and all that stuff. So you can stimulate the inside of your body through your skin. And that's what acupuncture did 5,000 years ago. And by the way, we just proved that acupuncture worked. Not that we needed to know right. it worked, because it does work in many cases. But um, so. We're, we're all one. Everything's kind of interconnected. So finding ways to stimulate that, whether it's through you know medicine if you have to. Medicine is really good at, at preventing fast death. Yeah. Like if you got a knife in your head, get me to the emergency room. Those are the guys I want to see. Yeah. But if you have diabetes, or something that's a slow death, uh, there's not a lot. There's yeah. There's not a lot that they can offer other than palliative drug care because they don't get into why. The why is it there? What in your lifestyle created this environment that brought this pathology or this disease on? And that's what you have to do. And that's why for me, I take an hour with every patient when you, when you, when you see me because I can't get her done in 10 minutes. I can't call myself a doctor and not know about how you're sleeping, right? Yeah. These are really important things and they have a whole bunch to do with how you're gonna recover or not recover. So being able to take that history and understanding that history is the most important thing a doctor can understand about you, uh, because that's where the answer lies, is becomes really important. So, um, yeah, I think on that note too, like he he can he can come in and he can fix or get you through a knee surgery, a knee pain, right? But if you just keep recreating it, yeah, that there's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to change. You have to understand change. why do I yeah. keep creating this and. How why haven't I stopped? Yeah, right, exactly right. Yeah, there's freak injuries, and then there's, you know, injuries Recurring. that, yeah, reoccurring or Or you yeah. set yourself Preventive. up for them, you yeah. know, because you sit at a computer all day, and then you want to go out, and you're cool when you're 18 to 20 and 22, 23. You're still cool, man. Then yeah. you go party after that, too. But now you sit at the computer for eight hours, and that's eight hours times how many years? Yep. And now your body's actually going, am I a surfer or am I this thing that's forming to this strange Driving. little box? Right. Yeah, like, and your body says, you are what you do the most. You are the manifestation of what you do on the regular. So if you've got eight hours a day doing this, one hour surfing, uh, yeah. computer wins. 
Always. You know, because your body adapts. It's built to adapt. It wants to adapt. It thinks that's exactly what you're asking it to do. Jay Larson, mold to the computer, and let's do it again tomorrow. Maybe lottery right? and go back on tour. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But it would take a while to unleash all this yeah. crap that you've built up in your body and all the muscle imbalances that this computer is giving you. It's giving you a paycheck and a way to you know, to pay for your mortgage, but it's also stealing your life. Right. And people need to know that and recognize that there is a way out of that. You don't have to go down that path. And, but the important thing is you need to take control. Don't leave it to your doctor. Don't leave it to your best friend. You have to run this machine. You only get one body and what are you going to do if it wears out? Yeah. Where are you going to live? Yeah. As we get older, it's more and more important. Like you said, rebound when you're a kid or youth, you're just like, I'm invincible. I'm, rubber. I'm like yeah. rubber. And yeah. then as, yeah, yeah. bad practices. Yeah. We need to think that way. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can use the analogy of like your, your body is a car, but the thing is there's no trade-ins. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. You get no, one. No, yeah. You get one. This is it. This yeah. is the car you're going to drive. No, it really expires. Yeah. You, can't, you can't take your brain out and put it into a new... <laughs> not yeah. yeah. You can change the tread maybe a little bit, maybe a brake yeah, here and there, exactly. but yeah, you're not... Yeah. Yeah. This is what you got to work with. So right. how, uh, so you did, was AVP first before surfing? Yeah, it was first. Though I was working on surfers the whole time. The AVP was, you know, they had the dough, right? They're the fresh crew. ASP back in the day yeah. never was a big business model. Mm -hmm. But of course, surfing is my first love. So, you know, whether, where, wherever we went on the, the volleyball tour, if there's water around there, I'm bringing my board. And, yeah. You know, what a great wet. supplement to your, like, you know, yeah. trying to create a business at a college and not really having, like, you know, a, a business yet, you right, know, right. but you're making money on the yeah, exactly. volleyball tour and, and then getting the experience. And see patients for, you know, half a day for five, five days and then leave Friday afternoon to wherever else we're going there. And then uh, after a few years of that, I got tired of that travel and seeing the same thing the whole time and I kind of made my mark set my set my uh, uh, my boots in the in the turf so to speak and and then it was uh, yeah surfing you know I started to work on more and more surfers and then I uh, just was asked to go on tour and uh, so did you and it wasn't very formal man I was like yeah. high, hanging with the guys from surfer magazine sleeping on the floor oh uh, for sure it was like, you know just like yeah. everybody I was groveling like everybody else and uh, but you were also you know you're groveling on the North Shore oh that's so tragic yeah right? <laughs> so uh, there's you know, pipeline meeting, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and meeting friends you know like Jerry Lopez was one of the you know greatest moments I had was meeting him and then becoming friends where we'd meet just about every year for about 18 years straight at his house and sit on the third floor and you know learn yeah. his little tricks of signaling with t-shirts and <laughs> so you know bad. with the hope brothers and all that and in fact i've got a, a picture uh that he ended up blowing up into a poster and sending to me and it's a picture of him doing a bottom turn out in front of his house and we we're sitting down talking and it was uh, originally an eight by ten on his wall and he goes hey tim you see this this like silhouette of a hawaiian god in this picture my mom called it out i'd, I'd never seen it but now i can't unsee it and have you ever seen that picture, you guys? I have no, it in my house. I, no. I should have a picture in my phone. Something in the wave and foam. Yeah, it's a, it's a side profile. It's a barrel, but in the barrel, there's a side profile of this Hawaiian god that's like the first time you see it, you're blown away. And then you just see it more and more every time you look at the picture. And it's a big gourd helmet. And you can see his eyebrows, his eyes, his what? lower eyelids, uh, his big Hawaiian nose. 
full Hawaiian beard like this, lips. I mean, it's wow. insane. And then you look out the next time, it's like even brighter and brighter. And you literally see its eyeball. I love seeing those pictures, it's wow. whether it's of God in the clouds or, yeah. or some mountain sculpture, you know, right. like, That's yeah, so those cool. are really Yeah, cool. I was working on John not too long ago, and uh, and so we're at, in, in my room because it was a bad weather outside, so we're in the office, and uh, I go, you, you've, how many times have you seen that picture? And he goes, what, I've never seen that picture. And I go, look at this thing. And he's just, to this day, still like, I can't believe I still see that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what sh- I'll send it to you guys. Yeah. It's just a great shot. Oh, man. I that was John John? He's such a legend. John John had never seen the picture yeah. of Jerry. And uh, I was kind of blown away by that. But listening to Jerry's stories, I mean, yes. talk about inspiration, right? And so he was the inspiration. When I was in school, you know, plugging in a VHS tape of of Jerry at Pipe was the thing that got me through school. So I was able to express that to him and give my gratitude and yeah. and teach him about the body as much as I knew. And he knows a tremendous about about the body. And what I get for that is I get stories from Jerry. Well, yeah. what's, what's his nickname? Mr. Zen? Mr. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. just yeah. spiritual? I mean, Zen master. Talk Zen about master. a guy that, uh, I mean, he's just Pipe. one of the most impressive well, people that, I've like, ever met in my life. You yeah. know, just impressive as a human, as a heart, and as a mind, you know. Wish I could just crawl in there sometimes. Captain Smooth. Cap- yeah. yeah. Smooth. Uh, did, did you? I bet the guy didn't fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. We just Ron, rose, hey, rose. Everybody poops. Yeah, that's right. That's I mean, how old is he now? Does anyone know? He's got to be 70. Um, I don't know. 75, maybe? That's crazy. We saw him Still down surfing. in Cabo. Rob and I were down in Cabo and we, we kind of searched him out because we heard he was in town. So yeah. Rob called him, hey, you're Terry, what's up? What are you doing? He goes, I really would like to surf with you, you know? And he goes, you don't want to surf with me, man. I just surf a mushy left now. That's good. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm happy. I just drive down in my buggy, and I surf for a couple hours. And That's so cool. Yeah. So, uh, East Cape or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just like, this is this is where I'm at now, and I'm loving it. Well, we yeah, we talk about, like, the, the chapters in life and, and where you're at. And, you know, for a number of years, you're chasing the biggest wave ever. And certain right. years, you're chasing when heats, when heats, when heats. And yeah. now, you know, you get to a, a, a level where you're like, I just want to go out and ha- go fast. Right. I just yeah. want to go right. out and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want to go fast across this wave. That's yeah. all I want to do. Like, I don't but, know what's going to happen. But, yeah. but, <laughs> but that exhilaration and that feeling is still just as important as those other milestones, whether you're in a jersey or big, oh, you yeah. know, like you yeah. get out out of it you're just like it was a driver for those milestones you yeah, know? It was yeah what motivated us. like he's probably just kicks out of that and it was like you know that he's, probably felt as just as good as getting blown out of a pipeline not really but in that <laughs> you know, still mindset, exhilarating right? still, still rewarding yeah the inspirational yeah. part is that is seeing knowing that he's been blown out of thousands of barrels at pipeline and he still and wants to go surfing. seeing how stoked he was yeah. to surf some you know random mushy left that's cool you know that's to me the inspiring part not yeah. what he's done but actually how he's living yeah yeah, yeah good call yeah. so dr tim brown did you when did you set up your practice was that like yeah 1984 oh wow yeah it's been a minute so early early on yeah yeah. Was and, that uh, before the AVP or is that kind of simultaneous with it? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, always been kind of on Coast Highway down there in Newport and uh, the place still exists. Newport Spine and Sport. I haven't Newport been there Spine in about, and Sport. It's above Salty Creek. I've been there in about yeah. 20 years. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, still have a couple docks working there and, and so that's going strong and I'm just uh, 
I kind of have more of a consulting business now where I'll see somebody that's in big trouble and give them my opinion on where they're at, try a couple treatment modalities, see what works for them, and then get them to a very short list of people that I have that can manage that kind of care. Yeah. So right. we, we, you kind of went over it. Who? How did you get in the surf? Like who asked you to, to work for the Gosh. ASP or... Uh, you know, that's a pretty good question. It was more of a group of people that were like, uh, you know, it's recommendation. Like, hey, they yeah. were probably you know, like, hey, we need this yeah, guy uh, here. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know. like, Rich, I think it was, <laughs> there was a couple of years where Richie Collins was surfing pretty good. And I think he had, you know, he had just, and still has just terrible back. Terrible, terrible. He has, yeah. Yeah. Really bad stuff. And Skeletor has some skeleton. So I think he yeah. asked some people, you know, can I come down there and work on them? And then I talked to whoever was in charge and I said, hey, I'm happy to work with anybody who needs care. I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. And, and uh, plus you have your, you know, resume of, of working with AVP already. Right, right, right. So, so. Um, yeah. So I was seeing some people, some surfers in my in my clinic as yeah. well. And uh, and that just kind of snowballed. And then, and then, like I said, you know, once I got the opportunity to bring others in there, I wanted to... I wanted to get away from the medical model. The medical model was like, okay, we're the medical people. You guys don't mean shit. I wanted to bring the medical people and say, look, you guys mean a lot to us, and I think we can mean a lot to you. Let's see, let's watch you work. You watch me work. Let's see where the commonalities are and what we can do to accentuate each other's practice. And then from there, it went to physical therapy. We brought the physical therapists in. And hey, the approach was what we were looking for. We were looking for the most natural approach we could get without invading upon their health. So if we could stay away from drugs and surgery, that's what we wanted to do. But the medical part was really important because you know somebody blows out something big right there, you want to have somebody who can handle it for them. Right yeah. So we started to form this really nice uh, um, kind of a commune of techniques and of different types of care where some of it was preventive some of it was educational, some of it was, you know, down and dirty allopathic medical care, and some of it was natural care. And in the end, we found that what worked best was everything. Yeah, that's Having cool. the options there. So did they ask you to follow the tour with? Eventually, yeah. Eventually. Um, first, I think it was maybe one or two surfers and said, hey, we'll pay your ticket, you know. You'll sleep Come out this week or that week to this event. Yeah, you yeah. know, a little. Yeah. And then I uh, met a couple guys that were in the administration. I think maybe it's when the administration got hurt, which is usually how it all happens. <laughs> and they're like totally unaware that you can... It wasn't Al Hunt, was it? No, no. not Al. <laughs> he wouldn't do anything to yeah. hurt himself. <laughs> I saw Al last year for the first time in a long time. and But uh, I think he's he's probably done with the tour by now. Yeah. 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 He's golfing a lot. Hope so. Yeah. 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 He put his time he's, in. He did serve his time. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So you got to travel... Yeah, I got on. to travel with a tour. What a great opportunity. Lot, spent a lot of time in Europe back in the day. A lot of time in France. and With Eric. With Eric. Eric yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 That really was an, cool. an osteopath from yeah. that would come to our contest. Uh, he's French, and he worked on like their top national soccer team. Yeah, and, like, great guy. A really whole other set of eyes, right? Yeah, and yeah, I remember absolutely. like I'd be like listening to these two, and it was just like all ears, like what they're seeing and what they were talking about and how you would approach that. 
and for me, it's just like I was just absorbing that like a sponge. I just hung out in the medical tent. Just the, yeah, you did. I would watch them work on other yeah. people. Just say, "What are you doing here? Like, what's he doing?" That's wild. You know, in a different life, you would be doing the same. Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> and I'd be really good at it too. I, and same with Nick, and same with Kelly, and, and a lot of these guys, because that's one thing about a high-level professional athlete is they are detailed. Oriented, oriented yeah. and dedicated and oh, work ethic God, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah but they don't forget stuff either you know they pick out a lot of stuff that even i didn't pick out and it's my job to pick out stuff you know so they were that's one thing that's common within all great athletes is that they know their stuff they know what they're feeling they just need a roadmap. yeah so it's kind of cool because you know we we talk to pro surfers and you know guys like Taylor and they travel the world and they surf in the contests and you're there and you get to partake in a lot of the cool activities. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're not only just a fly on the wall watching amazing things happen in the water, right? Yeah. And you're surfing with these guys on the downtime. Yeah. Yeah. In these most exotic places, <laughs> like the perks of mixing business with pleasure. Yeah, that right? was that was the money. That was the pay. Yeah, right. It was to experience things with with people that were at the top of their game. What are they thinking? What's their mentality? What do they eat? What do yeah. they do for fun? All that stuff. You know, you you're always looking in from the outside, going, "I wonder." And now you're getting a chance to experience it with them, and and then learn at the same time. And you're doing stuff that. Uh, people in my particular area especially don't get to do so I'm getting to go yeah out. they're they're sitting behind or in their office yeah. you know like day in and day out yeah. here you are right imagine open so. a whole new world of like I could do that part-time and I could travel and be around these greatness part-time like right. the best of both worlds yeah and it, and it truly was I was super, super <laughs> imagine super this guy trying to like explain to some young chiropractor that's two or three years out of school what what the way that Chopu is like. <laughs> Imagine you yeah. don't know what it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. until you're sitting in the channel and you feel that wave hit uh, the bottom. Yeah. Or you're paddling back to the you're boat. In the, you're in the channel okay. scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can only imagine the different places in the world, J-Bay, oh. Chopu, Pipe, oh. you know, Hossiger, Biarritz, or, you know, like all those killer Exotic, places. Yeah, that we, cool places. We as surfers, you know, the the... I'm sitting here with freaking professional surfers, but the novice guy, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. who's like dreamed and imagined. Oh yeah, holy shit! I would have loved to have been there, you know. And you were there. And yeah, this guy yeah. never missed Tavaro or North Shore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he earned it. You know, Goofy like, foot, he was he was the guy. I'll be the house doctor know? for you know, the two the, weeks. The, uh, South Africa has uh, a specialist, uh, the only specialist that that's like this in the world. So part of the medical team of South Africa is a shark bite specialist. You're kidding. What? Yeah. No way. There's a Dr. specialist Phillip. for shark bites? Shark bite specialist. Wow. It's wow. gnarly there. Jesus. I mean, so gnarly there. Right? I mean, I, I was, I think it, the way it worked for me, I was in South Africa one year and then the next year was when Nick had his little moment with the, with the Whitey and I'll never forget watching it on TV live. And seeing this fin come up to Mick, and then a wave comes and it blocks the camera. Yeah. Yes. And you don't know whether that oh. next moment you're going to see blood, yeah. your buddy yeah. dead, so or what. That was. That was one of the we talked about the most watched video clip of all time so surfing. Wild. Oh yeah. Because uh, there's nothing that 
even Kelly did that was watched more than that at yeah. the worldwide level. And at you, the worldwide level. You know level. what was yeah. wild about that too? Was it, it was a, a, a breakthrough moment for Julian Wilson. Dude, I super was just stuff. feel me? Yes. Because, you know, God love you, Julie, but people weren't loving him. Man, he was one out of a million would have done what he did, and he did. It was his moment to make or break who am I as a man, yeah. And he made it, and I was so proud of him 100%. Man, that is like I work for Julian, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I love Jules, it's just great. But that was a moment where you know he could have continued down that same road where everybody's going. Yeah, he's or like, oh my God, the dude's a man. He's one of us. Yeah. And he would fucking stand up for me in the face of death. Yeah. That was a big moment for yeah. me. Just a, an experiential moment. Uh, yeah, as a part of the thinking tour. about it, I, kind of gets you choked up because you're just like, yeah. holy yeah. fucking yeah. shit! Yeah, he, he, would he you have done that? Would I've done that. Lion's we don't den. know until we know. Lion's <laughs> den. You really, he knew the line was in there, and he went in. He did. Yeah, you know, so that's in. that's respect right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I I actually watched that live too yeah. and we talked about it when we had Julian on oh cool you know and it was like man yeah, I like, still get chicken skin yeah, yeah. For sure yeah. like you, the way you described it you saw the fin the wave fucking came and yes. blocked the view <laughs> yeah. and in that you know what is it four or five seconds you're thinking right. he's dead he's yeah. fucking so dead so many things all the yeah. wrong things going through yeah, yeah. and then you know and or then you see yeah, Julian just he's bolting he's yeah bolting towards him and you're just like what are you doing you're crazy yeah Yeah, that was heroic yeah one other story were you at G-Land when Derek got hurt no no. oh okay Derek Ho yeah yeah Derek Ho I I helped him afterwards but yeah yeah that was and that's another point of like we're out at G-Land one of the first contests and Derek gets his fin behind his knee right or it was in the and it was a serious situation like it was real close to that artery artery, and it was a big gash i mean it was there was blood going warren was there though so i mean i couldn't even imagine if there wasn't a doctor there right then you know you don't know you don't know what would have happened yeah because it was a serious thing and some of those yeah i mean you could have that happen at a in huntington at the u.s open and it's still traumatic and still timing of it is an essence you know but it let alone on a super Far remote, remote, remote. Well, like McCullough, right? Or, right. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, if that Rest happened here, Rest say, in peace. you have minutes, yeah. if not, yeah. you know. It's and even to... then, if even it might not, you might not have enough time. When you yeah. cut that artery, I yeah. heard it's it's it, literally it's, it's like minutes, minutes yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. So, are you still traveling with the tour or no? Uh, to select spots, but nice. yeah, travel's not like what it used to be. Yeah, right. Remember, we used to show up 15 minutes before our flight. And, <laughs> Run right yeah. on, everything's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, everybody loves to see you. And, you know, that more than that. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to touch on something that you brought up because it's really, really important, and it's concussions. And um, I wanted to just tell a, a, a brief story about the Jaws contest being right before the, the pipe contest. Of, I'm going to go back maybe five or six years ago. And it was a big swell, and guys just got tore up out at Jaws and uh, and so a lot of them came over to watch Pipe and so they all like you know may find their way into the medical tent to say hi right and to say hey can you got a minute right and I'll tell you I think I saw maybe nine or ten of those guys and all of them had post concussion syndrome none of them had been examined for concussion wow 
So to your point, it really truly exists, man. When you get slammed, and I don't care if it's a three-foot wave, if you get hit hard enough, slammed hard enough yeah. uh, against a semi-movable surface, you know, that's when that, that mesh lining that we talked about that holds your brain in place yeah. uh, tears down and, and concussions are super, super common. So people that, you know, if you get slapped in the head like that, if you're having a hard time sleeping, if you have headaches, if you're sensitive to light, if you're losing balance, if you have a little memory issue, get your stuff checked out, okay? It's way easier to treat when it's small and you have these symptoms than if those symptoms magnify because oftentimes they do and then you're going to end up blaming it on something else when in fact you probably got a you know yourself a nice but well, just being aware of I it i did yeah. this was just two or three years ago I, I was crazy sensitive to light to where like it, if i was in the white water the glare off the white water oh, yeah i couldn't see the next wave coming in oh wow yeah. i had no idea that was a concussion thing. yeah yeah it's big big, big. and yeah. it lasted for almost almost two years wow and now it's gone and it, it's gone and it's never come back it's gone but it's not right you know it's still in there uh we scar heavily up there and uh like i said i'm you know with all the concussions i had football and stuff little hunts surfing uh i'm surprised i'm not with a drool bucket right now but you know, the, uh, better to get hit in the front or the back uh, sides are where we suffer the mm. most problems. Really? So, yeah. I, I slammed into the sand July 3rd. This year? <laughs> this year. Oh, face wow. face wow. butted the sandbar. Like, Did you dive over the back of the wave or something? You That's know, what? it's so stupid because I'd surf for a while. He has the worst wipeouts all the time. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I admit it. Got to do it real. Yeah. Bro, I was like just, I'll come film it was you. high tide. And I was thinking, oh, I wasn't even thinking yeah. about how shallow it was. So I caught this wave, and I'm the the wave's over, and I just like you know dive to the side, and boom, straight on the top of my head. Yeah. Felt my neck crack, mm. and I'm like, oh shit, that was bad. And like I felt my head looking for blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh wow, and I'm seeing stars, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that was kind of gnarly. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not bleeding. I can move my neck. I'm good. Fingers, toes. All Fingers, yeah. Finger. Was it tingling? Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I uh, caught into the wave. <laughs> and then I went in. <laughs> and then July 4th, you know, everyone comes to my house to pre-party. And I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I had this huge knot. <laughs> huge grapefruit. Like, <laughs> Softball. Wow. Like huge. Oh, wow. Like no no black and blue, but yeah, just a yeah, big, just an egg, a big yeah. egg. And then, you know, everyone's laughing at me. I'm like, you know, at my party at my house. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then the next day, it kept moving down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, the, no the way. Yeah, black eyes. My forehead. And then I had like a, I look like a crow magnet. Yeah, yeah. You know? Gravity. Yeah. And then the day, the, the third day, I had colors, two black eyes. Yeah, colors. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? So That's wild. Yeah, I should go check myself. That's a big spank. Yeah. So sketchy. Yeah. So. You guys partner up. I mean, you, so you've been doing your training videos and, and surf kind of, um, I don't know, what, what, what's the best yeah. way to describe what yeah. you... Dude, I... Training courses. Training courses. Yeah. What was the video that you created? We did surf exercises. We did yep. surf fit. And, surf fit. Yeah. And the one with the, with the ball. Yeah. No, we used the Swiss ball in both, both of them. A lot of our exercises were based around the Swiss ball. Yeah. For sure. We, when I was doing it with Paul Henniker and stuff and still working with Paul here and there. I love Paul and 
I still look back at that stuff and use some of it, and I think it's great. Um, I kind of I got introduced to another guy, Mike Rintala, through Tim. He well, Tim's been telling me to look at DNS for years, and then finally I really started digging deep into it, you know, and. It was hard to grasp, I think, at first, because there's a lot of smaller movements. And for a guy like me, who's got energy, he wants to throw the axe and <laughs> flip the tire, you know? Like, But that was hurting me. I was like, yeah. I was getting sore, and then my surfs weren't very good. And I, I was tired when I surfed. I'm like, God, you know, I may be stronger, but my surfing is kind of like, I'm not stoked. Yeah. I feel like I'm drained when I before I even paddle out. Mm -hmm. So. I started getting into that. I love their inner abdominal pressure that you have to keep during it. And so I was like, I'm five years in now with DNS and I'm pretty, you know, dedicated to it. I love it. I use it every day. Um, I have a little small routine and a bigger routine if I don't surf. And But I'm also open to everything. I think foundation's great. I think some weight training is still good yeah, to do. Sure. There's still primal movements that are great. I'm like this guy. I'm just open-minded to everything, yeah. right? Like yeah, this nothing is, is everything. Nothing, nothing is everything, everything. Yeah. right? But yeah. I think a lot of surfers get, you know, I call it the best non-workout you'll ever have surfing. You right. know, like, totally. but you're, you know, you're constantly working surf muscles, right? You know, and it's how to, you know, yeah. how to work those other areas that aren't getting focused on and having that balance because too much of one movement, you know, or too much of working, to, you know, certain muscles screws your body up. And we know yeah. surfers, same thing. We're using our back leg a ton versus exactly. the front, you know. Exactly, yeah. All, then, the, all the angles yeah. were, you, you have know. to train to surf, not surf to train. And yeah. there's a there's a tipping point. That's we good. all felt it growing up where we could just surf. Yeah. We yeah. could just surf. And, and then we started to, to get hurt. Yeah. Right? And then we started to say, okay, I got to stretch more. Okay, I got to do this more. And, we, and then we flip from surfing to train to training to surf and that's where we have to be we that's have to it. commit to that or you know you're going to like, just slowly be progressing in how much foam <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't wait you haven't hit the three that. inch that's yet model no, yet. No, yeah, no, no, no. that's some things you're going a little bit sideways yeah. you know when your boards are three inches thick and unless you weigh yeah. 220 or no, over yeah, 200 yeah. that's fine yeah. but for a guy who's like me or you yeah. we're like 180 175 like we probably should Never need to ride a three-inch nope. thick board. No. <laughs> well, we we talk about this from time to time. How professional surfing, right? Back in the day, you know, when PT and Ian and Sean, like those guys, just surfed. You know. Oh yeah. There's no training yeah. whatsoever. Maybe they swam. Maybe they swam. Yeah. Or, yeah, because they weren't wearing or, leashes. They had <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Or, or maybe did weights, but it wasn't. Like they, they didn't really do that. Yeah, right? it wasn't a science. And it wasn't like they weren't health conscious. Yeah. They were just healthy. Yeah. Right? They yeah. didn't really have a, a a program or a science or anything to help them with their craft. Right, right. Right. And your generation, I think, you know, those guys started like realizing, Hey, I'm a professional athlete. Yeah. And maybe even before your generation, but like somewhere along right, the line. Oh, right in there. You're right in the zone yeah. there because I was uh, always going to tell a little story about a pipe contest where, uh, you know, back before iPhones and computers and all that stuff, uh, I was going over there and working with some guys. And, and I remember uh, Robbie Page and Shane Horan were going to surf in a final at pipe. 
and I remember getting summoned on the coconut wire, right? Hey, go back to this house over here. A couple guys need you, you know, for their heat. So I don't, fuck, I don't even know who it is, right? I'm just going back there, and, and it's Shane and Robbie. And they're, now they're going to compete against each other, right? Yeah. And, and they're sitting down, stretching, doing their thing, and talking, having a good time. And um, the contrast between then and how it is now, where you got coaches and like, don't look at, the, you know, yeah. all this psychology stuff going on now. Well, when I got there and was going to work on these guys, it's probably, I don't know, 20 minutes before they had to get out onto the beach. And so I was going to do a quick tune up on them. And, uh, you know, their pregame warm up was rolling a joint about the size of my phone, <laughs> yeah. talking story with each other before they go compete against each other. Yeah. So, to contrast that now to right. you yeah. know who's out there surfing now yeah. and, and how weird that situation yeah. would be, whereas how normal that situation was yeah. back then is quite a contrast. So, but the, when the jersey's on, the jersey's on, and those oh, yeah. guys would yeah. be like oh, yeah. back paddling each oh, other yeah. and dog- on a show. Shane's sure. gonna try to get you on a paddle interference <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how crazy is it though? Like what we were talking about, like when you see there's like exercise bikes in in the in the competitors area right, right. and you have bands and jump ropes and yeah you know, like you, it's you just really a, good to see like yeah the professionalism with, sure, with those sure. bands and he's like you know squat running in in the competitors area you're like fuck man it's Things it's changed. serious yeah. you know and it's cool because yeah. you know the stuff that they're doing now you know you're just like what the fuck it's like, just like any other professional athlete well yeah, it goes back to the even 80s more. you're yeah. 25 oh. you're old and retired yep. like you barely if you can make it to 25 that's like you're at 30 they forced you out then yeah. at 30 they considered you too old to just be a pro surfer and you're out and and it just because of people <laughs> taking care of themselves because of the evolution of you know you know staying healthy and yeah. working on your body and just why couldn't you go to 30 and or then I mean, why couldn't I mean, you go to Fortnite? And, 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 and you know, Mr. And Slater, Mr. And Robert, freaking and, yeah. and Mick. I mean, just going like this as they get older and still surprising, right? And so well, I, I mean, as <laughs> until you're 25, you're you really aren't even like fully, fully developed. developed into right. like yeah. what we call like man or dad strength. Right, you know, right. you can be strong and kind of that, but it, you know, just I and think you've recognized how much the mind plays a part in it. So. Now, as you get older, you're getting wiser, right? You're right. taking those experiences and turning them into something that's super useful for you. And that, that also expands that career, you know, yeah. to your, your Tom Brady's or your Kelly Slater. So crazy. Kind of guys. Yeah. So Matt Griggs is another guy that's part of yep. this foursome. Yeah, Matt will be coming in. He's, uh, he's been doing a lot of big corporate stuff in the last few years. Obviously, he was our pit boss on Rip Curl. Uh, for the, what, I don't know, seven or ten years, and then ended up coaching Owen for a couple years, just solely on Owen for a couple years, then Tyler, and then he's kind of just moved out of surfing a little bit because he's got too much corporate stuff going on, and he's really enjoying that whole side of things. Of Is teaching. he like a life coach? or No, he teaches, we teach, I do it, I teach the course too, it's called The Nature of Success, it's a 10-week course, and um, it's based on... Um, well, we kind of start the sessions with doing the Keeley meditation, and then we, he has a series of questions that we'll run through. Some, some chapters are based on performance, some are based on nutrition, some are based on just, you know, how are you feeling? How is your life going? Are you happy when you go to sleep? Are you happy when you wake up? Like, stuff like that. Just real, you know, yeah. how's your relationships in your life? You know, stuff like that. We go through that. And so he's been teaching a lot of clients at that um, big company, Cisco for a while now and wow. 
And so he's going to come over and during the seminar, I'll piggyback with him a little bit on the Keeley stuff and he'll piggyback some a uh, little bit with me on the surf technique stuff. So we kind of work like a Batman and Robin kind of thing, yeah, you know, that's and, great. and we can interchange with whatever amount of time we need to. And then obviously you've been listening to the Oracle here for the last uh, <laughs> the Oracle. 30 oh, minutes. And, can I put and, that in the nickname? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, I can tell you this. I know that myself, Matt, and Mike would be totally fine with that. Uh, we all we have all been joined together, and a lot of this, you know, this coming together has been started back when I was watching him work on a Tom Kern in 1987 on his beach over here. Yeah. Mm. That's you know, so, so wild. Just wanting to be that guy on the other side of the fence that that guy is working on. Yeah. And then being open to, you know, I had my own setback and that really, really pushed me into this direction where I felt totally alone because nobody at that time was going with me. Everyone's like, oh, you work in the gym? You're, what a jock, you know? Yeah. They were just making yeah. fun of me. They're, I wouldn't even tell people I'd work out because they would kind make fun of, of me. Pretty common for the most yeah. part. Like, kind of, well, well, some people were pretty. The jocks and surfers didn't really hang and yeah. they didn't get along that great. You yeah. know, <laughs> like it's yeah. totally what, different now. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the way it was before. And, and even going further, like skateboarders and surfers didn't get along at one point no, in time. No, no, and we no, uh, we had I was in high school and we had um, an oil spill. Unfortunately, the 91, 90, I don't remember the year, but the beaches were closed from like Seal Beach to Corona Del Mar. We had to go to Salt Creek once or twice a week, and then we would go to the gym, and we had this, I'm drawing a blank on his name, we had this Australian coach come, he was staying in Huntington, Rob Roland Peter, oh, no, no, Peter, no, his no. name was okay. Peter, Peter Dubier, I think, Peter Dubier, anyways, yes. but... I remember he, that name. He was a surf kind of, you know, similar to what you guys are doing on like how, you know, what muscles you're doing. Stretching was a big part of the, the program and working different muscles. So we, we go into the gym, but it was like, I didn't work out. But after that kind of semester in, in high school and just kind of understanding how important stretching was, we were doing, I'm like, who likes to stretch, you know? Right. But then after the high, the kind of runner's high, the workout high of like, that 30 minutes of torture, now I feel so much better. Right. And right. I got this like high and I'm, and it's, you know, it just was really incredible. But, well, you, you know. You know, Jay, because you, you know, like you were on fire when you were young and yeah, you sure. were like coming up, you look like the second coming of Kelly. And, yeah. And you know that when there's a, when you're a point, when you're a ground, you're like, God, I want to hit that lip right there. I'm harder and I just can't. And, yeah. But once you start training, you're starting like, whoa, I can get there now. I yeah. can do this. Yeah. I can do what I thought when I watched Tom Curran was impossible for me, but now I can get there. I'm that's, getting closer. That's what Jared's trying to teach us through yoga. Too. Yeah. I mean, the impression he made on me so many years ago before, that's what got me stretching. I didn't stretch hardly ever. I stretched yeah. if I had to. If the coach was watching, I had to stretch. So important. It, it is the probably the most important thing an athlete can do is create length where you're used where you're overused you yeah. know, underused overstretched muscles or understretched muscles are probably the biggest cause of injury yeah, yeah. I mean it's for everyday people it's for yeah. you know like athletes for you know whatever it's yeah, like we're built it's, to move not to sit right yeah. and so when we sit that's a pathology that's a pathology waiting to happen so anytime that we sit we have to we have to get out there and open back up again 
you know, especially and it's preventive, it, you know, it's injury preventative, you know, and I mean, like I said, you just, you feel a hundred times better, but it is yeah. torture, you know, yeah. that's why a lot of people don't do it or they right. do it wrong or they, right. you know, they don't go through the, the breathing and they yeah. just don't, or don't hold the pose long enough or, yeah. you know, there's a lot of training to go into stretching. And like it's a tech, the breathing technique. thing is really important because that's what DNS teaches and Taylor alluded to it a little bit is that it teaches you how to breathe with movement. Mm. That's one thing we never really learn to do. I uh, want to learn that. Boxers learn to breathe with movement. So there's gymnastica natural that you guys may have heard of. It's a combination of uh, jujitsu, gymnastics, and yoga. Wow. That uh, uh, is that a workout? Alvaro Romeo. Uh, Rough. What's that? Is it a workout? Oh, it's a workout. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like Kid Pelagra is doing it over on yeah. the North Shore a lot, and it's a. Uh, it's just insane. Something I want to do. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. If you want to do it sometime, I'll take it through a second. Please. This guy will get hurt. Alvaro uh, brought it over to my house like once every two weeks for about two years. Nice. And so I learned probably 300 different moves. And that's that's how I examine people now is I put them into these positions that yeah. uh, Alvaro And see what they're... Me. Yeah, flexibility and, and movement yeah. like capabilities are exactly, and it cuts right to the quick because a lot of the movements. Are okay, you're you're stripping. good here, but this one we got to work on. Right. Exactly, like it starts kind of breaking down. So there. instead of having to work on the whole picture, we can work on very specific things. Uh, Rafael Romero is is doing that down in San Clemente now. He's training a lot of surfers. He's training Felipe right now. Wow. And uh, Felipe's improved so much in his mobility because. For years, he was doing a lot of weight, a lot of body loading stuff, and his body wasn't capable of handling that load because it wasn't moving efficiently enough. Mm -hmm. Now he's moving very efficiently, and obviously his surfing seems to yeah. speak for itself. Yeah, so incredible. It might not look like it, but I am. I like fitness. I'm into fitness. <laughs> he just he just eats he just eats for a party of five. Yeah, that's a Portion control linen. Portion control linen. Well, so it's bad. pretty hard, pretty um, hard to have portion control in America. Yeah. yeah. They don't know what that is here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you go get a, a whole chicken 12-piece, it's for a family, <laughs> not one person. Yeah. But uh, it's funny. Um, Laura teases me all the time, but, you know, that whole P90X thing, right? Mm -hmm. I was, I did it, like, a lot. Like, that was, like, I was obsessive about it, right? Yeah. And then I got into yoga. I got obsessed about that. I swam laps. I got obsessed about that. But there's one point in time, I think I told you, Lou, when we interviewed you last, your your TV, your CD, mm -hmm. like I worked out in my garage, like, you know, four or five times a week doing the Taylor Knox <laughs> oh, awesome. method. Or That's whatever. cool. I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it's cool that you know you're you're putting together this this group of like-minded and people in their own little specialty niche. You know, stuff they've worked on for years or decades yeah. to to so contribute this, to I, this. I couldn't work with anyone that was rigid with yeah. their mind. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to bring someone like that into this group. We're, you know, I have full trust in Tim, Mike, and and Matt. If they say this guy's he's on point, <laughs> bring him on. I don't need yeah. to see his credentials, yeah. you know, because yeah. I know because these guys, when they see it, they see it the same way I do. They see. So yeah, truth <laughs> going back into it's mindset and movement masterclass. Right? Yeah. So I might be asking redundant questions, but so it's for you guys, right? Yep. What aspect do you guys, you know, when, when, when is it? 
When's your first? September 16th. September 16th. At the Sanaleo, which is, there's a Sanaleo Lagoon in Cardiff, and it's right in front of Seaside Reef in George's. Well, mm-hmm. actually right in front of George's Beach Break. So are you doing it on the beach or at a hotel? Uh, we're actually doing the Ecological Reserve Center, which is this amazing building that sits right on the lagoon, overlooking the lagoon and the ocean. So that's, the place is beautiful, and in nature, there's, we're right in nature, and we're going to be upstairs. It's going to be a small group this time. We only have 25 people in person that can come. Uh, Viore is going to be giving everyone a free pair of trainers, core shorts. Reefs can give everyone a free pair of sandals. We got 50% off fins, naked biking fin, 50% off like carver skateboards. Fish 101's we're, catering. We're going to, yeah, Fish 101 is going to be catering lunch. We got, got mono, mono water. water there. We got. Bi- yeah, biomat is coming in. So if you've ever, if you ever laid on one of those mats that's made out of about fifty pounds of uh, crystals, and then it's got infrared that comes through it, so, wow. so it's like being in a crystal sauna. Crazy. So uh, yeah, it's insane. Like uh, what? I, I had to get two of them. So I had I had one because I had it at the surf movement masterclass we had a few years ago, and I was just blown away by this technology. And then uh, and is then something every- you stretch on. You lay on it like we put it. We made we built these custom beanbag chairs so it molds to your body. So we lay on these things probably four or five hours a night, and I'm talking 300 days a year. I mean, it happens almost every night. And so uh, there, you know, something that feels that good. There's going to be issues when there's two people and only one mat. So I had to get, <laughs> I had to get two mats. And I'll he tell get, you, his wife kept kicking him off. Yeah, yeah. she kept rolling me right <laughs> off that thing. And, uh, but it's really cool. And um, so Biomat makes them, and uh, Healthy Line makes them. And, anyways, it just makes you feel insane. It's just um, does it stimulate blood flow? It or? stimulates blood flow. So it's it, it it speeds your metabolism. So if you wore like a, a blanket over the top of one of these things and, and cranked it up pretty high, and you're on it for an hour, you'd burn a thousand calories. Which you can't do on a run. Yeah. No. So, it, so it actually is loosening up your body, flushing out all the stuff, giving you negative ions like you're laying in a forest, right? Yeah. And, or on the, on the beach. And, uh, you know, you're on this thing for hours a day. It's just a beautiful thing. So, wow. Come on over to the house. I'll let you sample. Yeah. 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 You guys are lucky. You live closer to him. <laughs> We're also going to have Makuna. Uh, protein powder there. Everyone's gonna get a bag of this. Awesome. So the really good stuff. The um, what is Mikuna? the gift bags are quite nice. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's plant-based protein. It's okay. yeah. It's great that you're 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 giving you know you're encompassing everything that you're preaching, but you're sure. you're giving them you know walking away with little tidbits of yeah. like what yeah. you have in your daily like this routine. Play, this uh, this series is definitely not sponsored by Coca-Cola. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We want to do that and, and really curate, you know, uh, the stuff that we talk about, you know, uh, we live what we teach. And so being genuine and authentic is, is becoming a pretty, pretty rare thing these days and coming with the truth as opposed to, hey, pay me a bunch of money and maybe you'll get some truth. Yeah. Um, so hopefully people will kind of feel that, you know, we're, we're coming with our hearts open and okay, 25 are going to be there. I'm sure it's already sold out, but if not, they could, how they sign up, there's, DM you or there's about, yeah, there might be a few spots left okay. because we kind of just started promoting it, but it's like 10 people signed up last night, but so. it's, that's incredible, <laughs> but it, but it's not like a one time. This is going to be a reoccurring yeah. event yes. and they're also going to be able to download or go to a website Unlimited link and be able to, to, to download it do it on their own yep. 
Is there, yeah. is there already a website for it? Uh, there is a registration page, and once there's a guy who's going to come film, and then he's going to edit it, and then we'll put it online for people to have whenever they want, you know? And then cool. everyone will get like a the arc series, the arc workout, they can, they're going to get that for free as well as part of the deal. And so, yeah. And then, and then, you know, depending on what we really want to listen to, what the audience really wants to listen to, um, we've got contacts with uh, people that are some of the best people in the world at breath work or at meditate. Well, obviously we're here with the meditation already, but all these different things from nutrition to blood work to how much water you should drink, what kind of sleep you should get. All that stuff is critical to being able to surf for as long as you want through life. So that's what we want to provide is that kit that we all need. And your yeah. kit's going to be a little different than mine and yours is going to be a little different than both of ours. But that's the cool thing is we want to give the nuts and bolts of, hey, here's what you need to have in your kit. Now we're going to give you the tools to refine it and make it your kit. We want to provide like a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week bubble of things that you can do that are gonna help you stay on your board or help you do whatever you wanna do in life at the highest level possible and then come back tomorrow and do it again. I mean, let's face awesome. it, there's surfers, the surfers nowadays, they, they probably on the side golf or ride mountain bikes or, you know what I mean? A lot of guys are not just doing surfing, they're doing yeah, other yeah. things as well. So we're just trying to keep people on the board, on the bike, yeah. on the course. Yeah. You know. Life is movement, movement is life and we wanna kinda of prove that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like the, the holistic part of everything that you're talking about and not prescribing more shitty toxins into your body, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you know what's great about going to Australia? You never see a pharmaceutical commercial on TV. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the fine print on those things and how fast they talk at the end. May yeah. cause death or... Blah, blah, blah. It's... Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> 30 minute yeah infomercial right. about not what we're going to cure or help you with it's what could happen yeah, if yeah. you take this drug and then we got another drug to help with yeah. this drug and another drug that's going to help with that drug yeah it's bad yeah it's super bad and, and i think you know with you know information that is at our fingertips now and people doing great things and you know you're not just programmed from the tv and there's a lot of different you know i mean there's still a lot of shit content out there yeah, i mean more yeah. though than ever but if you're you're able to like weed through it if you're you know in the right channels and listening to the right people and right we hope that our podcast is informing people and you know yeah. hopefully you your guys... podcast is always informing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if so, not you're getting a good laugh here a couple yes. f-bombs and you know hopefully entertain yeah. so is <laughs> september 16th the first yep. One. This is the first one. We'll, we're going to be doing another one next year as well. Um, it'll be bigger. Um, it's a little test run for us. We want to yeah. see where people are at, what they want. And um, yeah, so I'm excited because I could see this this moving around a little bit. Maybe doing, we'll always do one on the West Coast. And possibly the East Coast could be another destination for us. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think for sure you, you, you guys could mobilize this. Yeah, you know? yeah to oh, cater to regions and different aspects and to get you guys. I mean, there's, you know, doing something online is great or whatever, but being able to interact and feel that energy with, with yeah. like-minded people and can, get can that you, aura is like 100%. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the way you feel when you went, you go to a theater to see a surf movie. Oh, man. 
that energy uh, yeah. in there it's wild, like, it's right? wild you know it's great on first TV wave. too oh, yeah it's so intoxicating yeah. it's just but we're humans yeah. and that's what we want we're a tribe and we want to be that's around right. like like-minded people and or at least they're sort of same purpose improving right. lift, can, lifting can each other up kind of break down again the four people and what you guys would sure. be talking about okay so it will, you're special that you know i don't know how we're going to start it but the four people that are going to go it will be i mean we're going to we're think we're going to save tim for the last right <laughs> so first we're going to do probably we'll have mike go dns motivate everybody getting the mic well right he's going to have people go through some movement there you know we're going to have we want everyone to bring a yoga mat that's all you'll need but we're going to go through some movement he's going to make some adjustments and go around and help people so they can learn at least a little bit of a flow, you know, to do. And then, well, Matt will probably come in and start the, talking about the Keeley, which I'll join in a little bit as with, with that as well. And then we'll have, there's a big screen there. We'll have some surf, you know, footage up on the wall. We're going to go over, you know, a, a good bottom turn. What's a good bottom turn look like? And what's a, a not so good bottom turn look like? We'll probably use me as the example of doing both. And um, well, you can do late night good. Yeah, we could do anyone, right? I mean, (laughs) you know, I'll tell you one thing right now. We'll be watching Aki's backside bottom turn because it's one of the best to ever do it, right? That's perfect technique. So we're going to go over like guys like that and why it's so good. Why, you know, why you aren't getting that when you, you know, so I'll go into all that stuff. Fish 101 will come and give us some beautiful poke bowls and burritos. And then afterwards, because we'll be full and um, we'll have this guy talk about health and nutrition and how to sleep and sleep and <laughs> and he can talk about anything you know right. like yeah he can talk about oracle. more than the rest yeah. of us the oracle yeah. has yeah. all the let me let you down <laughs> <laughs> well if any if all else fails you can just throw me up there and we can just point out my my yeah we can go over <laughs> my insufficiencies yeah. <laughs> for sure well i mean it's Sounds amazing. I want to be there, but you know, know maybe man. maybe the next. Uh, oh, they got the Salento trend- Festival running that same day. Those same Jeez. days. Jeez. So. Wow. September sixteenth. Well, it's three days. That runs for three days. Yeah. But they're part. Of, yeah, they'll be during that weekend right there. Not yeah. too far away. About I'm, a mile I, away. I'm in like heads deep dad mode kids sports and, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> yeah I'm like my my allocation of weekends and time is very, you don't have any no <laughs> plus but, work yeah but it, it but it's you know it's where we're at yeah it's my it. my chapter right now it's hey, fine man, i love it, it you know family's most so, important so if people want to sign up where yeah. do they go there's a link on my bio, there's a link on Tim's bio, there's okay. a link on Matt's, and on Mike Rintala's bio. So it'll lead you to the registration page. And don't feel bad if you don't get in because it's going to be yeah. a package deal online yeah. and there'll be other events yeah. coming up yeah, in the and, future. And people, we want to encourage people to leave comments and questions so that we understand, you know, we have an idea of what most people we think want, but we're in the business of reality and we want to preach to those things that people are super interested in yes. and that are going to be the most helpful for them. Yeah, you want you want the most impact for the, yes. the, the, the masses that you're, you know, not the masses, but the, the people that are common denominators. Hey, this is what people are into. Yeah, absolutely. You know, focus your, your limited time, you know, make it as efficient and professional yeah. as possible. Yeah, that's the idea. Just kind of trying to turn people onto hacks that they can apply to their lives like right away not yeah. stuff that you got to read a book to really get into but we want to 
really give practical applications to things that are going to make you have a happier life. Yeah. We're so telling you, learn from our experiences, and we've failed a lot, a so lot. learn from us. Yeah. 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 Well, so, I mean, we're humans, right? That's it. At Taylor underscore Knox, K-N-O-X, and then if someone wants to follow the Oracle. TB. TB Sports Care. TB Sports. TB Sports Care. Sports Care. Okay. Oh, we just started following you. Hey, there, hey, we, go. there we go. All right. Awesome. Well, All right. this was awesome, super informative. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen you forever. Is there anything and else that you wanted to... I, I feel, you no. know, I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah. And, you know, and our show, I mean, our show is about surf and community and promoting our friends and businesses and like-minded interests. And, you late and night, this is what we, we do. So anything you got coming down the pipeline that you want to promote or oh, cool. you want to come yeah. back and speak in more depth on any of the techniques or things you're working on that would help benefit or an outlet for you, for sure. Have you guys uh, spoken to Troy Eckert? We yes, have. Sir. Yeah, we got to get him back okay, on. Yeah. We've been reaching out, trying to get he's a take two. He's on a roll right he's now. He's on a roll right now. I love Just that when he poached the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's a great way to post, you know. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, relevant. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Before we leave, though, uh, what kind of board are you riding now? Um, riding, uh, it's called a Jupiter board. The guy, this kid at Fifty Sixth Street, was making them. This guy named Casey, and I'm also riding uh, one of Mick's boards. Nice. Turned me on to. Nice. Who does Mick ride for? DH. Darren Hamlin. DHC. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So and you're that. still on Borst? I'm still riding Chris Borst. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, I've been really into the um, big side hatchet twin fins with a trailer yeah. in the middle. Well, yeah. guys like us have to, I can't just do a twin. I, I need a, I yeah. need a yeah. little yeah. stabilizer where I'm going to just yeah. slide a bump, out. A little bump yeah. in the back or something. Yeah. yeah. So what I, I like the MR trailer, but it was mm-hmm. a little bit small. So I made it 20% bigger and I've been loving that like getting out there I mean, so much drive without oh, and it's so fast there's so much speed compared to just a regular thruster when it's let's say two to three feet like I was getting bored how's yeah. like, okay. the flex on the front fins it's really stiff really stiff. I don't really like flexi fins yeah no it doesn't they don't really work for me I feel like they waffle out in between mm-hmm. the, the transition of turns sometimes yeah. so I like something that's just really it's the downside so. of ripping, you guys. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, well, congratulations, yeah. you guys. Um, thanks, thanks, oh, guys. Thanks for the gifts, but yep. then we also have gifts for That's you. Right. We got some Thank you. sunscreen, shade sunscreen. Thank thanks, Strider. Oh, okay. Strider, yep. Um, of course, we got some of our little oh, late night koozies. We got a couple koozies of hats for you. Thanks, guys. Uh, bonsai Bowl. Thanks, oh, Joe Bard. Oh, yeah. Live life nice. in the bowl. Nice. A couple of free bowls. <laughs> and, thank you uh, so much. Earth Pack, which does all your packaging yes. needs. They do stickers, bags. David Bach. Yes, guy. Dave yeah. Bach's our boy. I used to have a tournament. I had a, I think I had 13 of them, a uh, charity golf tournament every year. And, and he he supplied good, all the, the bags for the goodies. The bags. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Epic. And also Caballero Pools and Spas. Yep. Um, they're a great sponsor for us. And yeah, we're in Southern California. Everybody needs a pool in the yeah, backyard. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, or at least a, a spa. <laughs> <laughs> and, Taylor's wearing one of our late night with chalky hats. That's right. And uh, <laughs> we have a shop on the East Coast. Uh, it's called Neon Wave. And they are going to start giving away on thisisneonwave.com. 
for every fifty dollar purchase, they're giving away those hats. Oh, great! Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They oh, just got to use the. Where, where's the shop? It's in Rochester, New York. It's in New oh, York, but I yeah, they have a, there. I was a just good. Back in Jersey, we got to sign off, oh. dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Where are you going? Yeah, where are you going? Uh, kids haircuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> School starts so this week. His wife's about to crack the whip. <laughs> no kidding. She's working. We are so stoked, uh, honored to have Taylor T-Bone Knox once again. Thanks, Jockey. Uh, Thanks, late night. Dr. Tim the Oracle Brown. <laughs> yes. Um, for Mindset and Movement Masterclass, That's September it. 16th. Thanks for sharing your stories. Uh, would love to have you back again. You should have this guy back for sure. Separately, for yes. sure. Thank you for being so kind to us Dude. And, and promoting something that we think is just so important for every surfer out there that That's hasn't it. had a chance to learn more about their bodies. Dude. We want to keep you out there hitting lips. Yeah. At 100%. Right. Please. Right. Yeah. Well, My thank you guys. 18 up here and back here is, uh, needs right. to catch up. Right. Or roll back. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks, brother. Bonsai Bowls, hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations, two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls, go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill, clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. <laughs> Clearweather is a family owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather, clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Foo Wax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.